Summer driving season is upon us. That's a combination of tons of traffic, all our roads under construction all at once, and a ton of accidents. That's summertime in Michigan. We have a ton of accidents, and if you are injured in one injury, attorney David Feminino and his team are ready to help you right now. It's simple. He doesn't take a fee until he wins your case. You could speak to David personally right now by calling 855-65-CRASH, or you can go to that website anytime. Get David. GetPaid.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening all right we are hijacking everything we had planned i'm gonna sell you on something people all i ask is sell me this pen sell me this pen um i'm not gonna make fun of the geo urshela thing Maybe that's my Yankee bias coming out, but Gino? I actually think he's a good, he's a decent ball player. Who, Gino? Uh, Gino, <laughs> as as Update Jesus called him. No, Gio Rochella, first of all, you can hit left-handers. You find anybody who can hit some lefties and kill them, that's a good thing to have. He doesn't have to start every day, and he'll be a part of this third-base Frankenstein. No, no, I don't make fun of it, just like I didn't make fun of Maeda. What I'm also not going to do is pen a thousand-word piece about how committed to winning Chris Illich is. So let, let's just work with me. It's clear they listen down there. I make fun of their tube TVs. They get rid of them. I talk about how the ballpark and the scoreboard got to get upgraded. They upgraded. Bitched about the dimensions. They moved fences. Rico, yesterday I You're said you don't, have a th- you, you don't have a third baseman. They went out and got a third baseman. So we're going to test this one more time. Sell the team? Oh, no, no, that clearly doesn't work. I can't overcome the, 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 the tax consequences of that. But there's one thing left to do, and you will win the AL Central. And before people freak out and think I'm just a star bleeper, I'm going to present evidence that suggests I'm not crazy. The player is a veteran leader, well-liked player. The player is still producing. The player is absolutely a DH at this stage of his career. And the player would not require more than a two-year deal. You are $55 below league average. The player I am asking you to go and get that will win you this division would at a maximum still leave you $35 million below league average. Okay. The player I'm about to name. What's the downside? The, uh, I don't have one. The player I'm about to name, four of the last five years, 
have been, for your offense, elite. Let me give you some numbers. Okay, by the numbers. Let me give you these numbers. 939, 867, 790, 893. Those are the OPS of this player. The on-base and slugging. This is a guy that is a baseline. Baseline will produce 65 extra base hits between home runs, doubles, triples, the whole bit. Minimum 65. Which is good because Comerica Park. Shout out dimensions. Um, Rico, the move they need to make is to go out right now and offer a two-year, $40 million contract to J.D. Martinez. Before you call up and cry that I'm blocking Kerry Carpenter, why don't you go look at Kerry Carpenter's last two and a half months last year? Second of all, there's no saying I need to play J.D. every single day. But if I give him one day off a week, if I get Carpenter once in the outfit, I'll find the at-bats. So basically pay J.D. about 120 games. 120, 130. The point I'm making is I could take the pressure off of Kerry Carpenter. Here's what else happens. Injuries. They always happen. With J.D., he's going to give you at least. Here are the games played for J.D. The last five years. 146, 54, the injury year. 148, 139, 113. Guys, this isn't just a name or, well, we recognize him, or he kind of looks like Kenny's older brother. This is exactly what the team needs. The better part of 30 home runs, veteran presence, reliability, and it's a DH spot that, no disrespect, I'm not displacing David Ortiz in his prime. I'm displacing Kerry Carpenter. I, I want you to argue me on this. Guys, they can win the Central. No, because you're looking at his one bad year was the COVID year. So, yeah. And baseball's a hard sport to be consistent, right? It's difficult. This guy is a model of consistency. He's made for this ballpark. Gets you the extra base hits. And if he says no or says he wants a third year, or somehow, even though he was on a one-year $10 million deal last year, if any of these parameters aren't good enough for him, here is Scott Harris's response. See, now, I, I like the idea. I would have probably lowballed a little bit and said two-year, $30 million. Let's see where that goes. If we have to bump it up to $40 million, he'll feel like he won, but I was willing to pay that anyway. Because here's what I, Rico, that's my whole point. I didn't want to quibble with people. Look, I don't even know if people in this town are awake. I think the Lions have gutted them. <laughs> I think they're nude in the fetal position. Uh, it's, it's like true detective. They're, they're seeing ghosts out here. I just, Gio Urshela is going to hit left-handed pitching. And he'll moonlight at third. He can play a bunch of positions. I, didn't, I don't make fun of it. I don't make fun of Maeda. You can keep Flaherty. My point is, if you really want to get better, and there's whispers of landing spots for J.D. Do you know one of them? Cleveland, you don't want him in this division. Now, look, if you wanted me to guarantee that you win this division, I would have to do sports radio unrealistic hyperbole. I would be telling you to go get Martinez and Bauer. Not going to do that. I'm asking for Martinez. you can do that. But you could. You can do that, and that's not going to break the bank. Martinez would cost you more money. Bauer, prove a deal. That he's willing to 
Hey, play for. Yeah. He wants that Incentive-driven deal. deal. Yeah. Look, I, I just, guys, I'll throw the number out. We're going to get to football. We'll have football every hour. We're going to get to, I think, what is some interesting smoke about Notre Dame <laughs> and Rico's playoff expansion, which is re-expanding, I don't know, 24 hours later. Because and we can't be contained. No. And we in the, We're in, on fire. In the 3 o'clock, LGRW. As Kenny goes full quad flag, we're going to talk about it. You haven't been awake for the Red Wings? Don't worry. Kenny's going to give you the five most important things you need to know as we start what I'm calling day zero. This is the first day of the rest of our lives, a.k.a. the playoff drive. We have a loaded show, but I am, I'm not going to beg, but I am going to ask you nicely. Your baseball team's got some, some, some juice Tell me where I'm wrong here. Pick up the phone and call J.D. Martinez, 2 at 40, 2 at 35, 2 at 37 and a half. I don't even want to quibble. Is this because Carpenter let you down last year? No. We were betting. So now. No. I like Kerry. Okay. No. My point is, (laughs) in a serious manner, here would be my argument to anyone who wants to criticize this. There is a difference between being happy to have a guy on the team and depending on that guy. If I'm trying to win 90 baseball games. Then you need a J.D. Martinez. I I need proof. Now, Kerry Carpenter, I'm going to find at bats for because here's what's going to happen. Riley Green's going to pull a groin. Uh, you'll have somebody else fall down the stairs or slip on a sunflower seed. Somebody's on bereavement. Someone's on I had a baby trip. Or You find Mm at-bats. I'll worry about it later. I I just, for me, this is a no-brainer. All right. I bitched about not having a third baseman. They actually went and got a – this is a money ball thing. This is Scotty Harris playing money ball. He's Brad Pitt. They're the same person. I got Dombrowski on line three. But now I, yeah. th- th- that's what that move is. But yeah, JD Martinez could be had. I think that would work, especially in this ballpark. He would get to the extra base hits, he would get the home runs. He may strike out, but you know what? It's feast or famine. You wanted him. the rub on all of this. There it is. Last year, he had his highest strikeout rate of his career at about 30%. But I'm looking at the and long you know what? Haul. Here's the thing here's how low the bar is for strikeouts in this town. So long as the ball was somewhere in the strike zone and you missed it, I'm okay with that right. kind of strikeout. This is a team that barely has players with a 700 OPS. This guy's coming in over a five-year sample size between 850 and 900. Argue it. Support it. Argue it. Do whatever you want. Give me one good reason Scotty Harris doesn't make that phone call. Now, him saying, I don't want to, I don't accept it. I don't have to. If, if Chris said the money's there but Harris doesn't want to, He's wrong. If Harris wanted to, but the money isn't there, Chris would be wrong. There's only one acceptable thing in my world. Pick up the phone and and, and make the call and go win the AL Central. J.D. Martinez is a stabilizing force in the middle of this order to continue Torkelson and Green's growth. Mm -hmm. Think about having to negotiate. Do this. During the timeout, (laughs) I want you to just do this. Go to the Google, as the kids say. Type in Tiger's projected lineup. And I want you to look at what it looks like now and then tell me what it looks like with J.D. Martinez in the middle of it. It is a seismic difference. I I want people, whether you love it or hate it, I want to talk about it. 
do me a kindness. Give me two segments of baseball. 248-539-9797. We'll get ticket text in the mix. Get your calls. We got a playoff push to go on. We're bringing Notre Dame to the Big Ten. We got football. Mm. Got you covered till six. This would be nice. Ah, see? Look at what Rico's looking at. No, Jim. No. No, he's looking at a lineup. Please. He will moonlight at third. He can fill in all over the place. I don't hate Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela is a ball player. You need guys like that. But if I you like want right, Gino, Verbala, <laughs> whatever. I mean, let's see how Beanie can butcher that next hour. The point I'm making is if you want to win this division, go get a proven commodity. I've laid out the contract terms, and if he doesn't like them, doesn't want them, tells you to go bleep yourself, no stress. No, You, you do, tried. You do improve the projected lineup. Tell me about the team playing. Tell me about a shower. Oh, we got new loofahs down at, down at Joker Martian. I don't care. Because, yeah, J.D. would instantly come in and bat in the fourth spot. That's what Kerry Carpenter's penciled in. It would be Parker Meadows, Riley Green, Torkelson, J.D., Canna, Colt Keith, Javi, whoever you play at third, and Jake Rogers. The point I'm making is it, it, it lineup has a different look. And guess what? We're still going to get Kerry Carpenter at bats. Injury's going to happen. Not playing J.D. 162 games. Not going to play all my outfielders 162 games. I'll get Carpenter at bats. Here's the beauty of it. Carpenter all of a sudden catches fire, and now you you have too much. That's right. You have an, So now maybe you have something at the trade deadline that you can say, hey, you, you want to rent J.D.? Give us this back. Or we just go out, win 92 games, and win the Central for the first time in a decade wow. or since Rico didn't use hair dot. 92 games? Wow. That I doesn't mean, happen here. Mike, hey. just, Mike just pointed to the center field fence right there. <laughs> because be why? But think about it. No, I, I, I got nothing to say for about all, that. No, it's for all these people. Like, if no. you want to sit here and let this team bleep on your head and tell you it's raining, then this is the type of demand. Go make the, this is a small move. This isn't paying Yamamoto three hundred and fifty million dollars. This is a small move to get a legitimate anchor to the lineup, some veteran leadership, and to it's, win a division that's winnable. Right, and it's a two-year deal. Yeah. And if it works out that both are doing well, fine. You put them up there as a rental at the trade deadline and says, okay, J.D., who wants him? We're going to keep Carpenter. You can have him. That's it. Yeah. I know I'm asking for it, but you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Hey, David, what do we got on ticket text? J.D. would be nothing more than a partial D.H. and once in a while right fielder. That's why I love it. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) You thought something there. I was like, oh, now we're poo-pooing D.H.'s with 900 (laughs) OPSs. Bring back J.D. Fans crave the excitement he brings to the game. It was always a fan favorite. Plus, dude can flat out play. And it's not my money being spent. Go ahead and spend it. And it keeps you still $30 million below league average. None of this is me asking Chris Illich or Scott Harris to do anything that's financially irresponsible. I want to win. Love the idea of bringing back J.D. Still want Bellinger on a long-term deal, but two at 40 is a steal for J.D., and I hope he takes it, Matt, in Wixom. Well, in order to take a deal, there has to be a phone call or a carrier pigeon or an electronic mail or a text or something. Telegraph? Yeah. But there needs to be something. A raven has arrived. Right. New showers, Rand! New showers! 
Wrong send, raven. Send a different <laughs> raven. Oh, Chris from Grand Rapids says, Mike has been saying JD all off season. I want them to put a major league product out there and let's go get this thing, Chris. Yeah, and and again, you know what JD doesn't have? Any of the moral compromise you may need to sign a Bauer. Any of the baggage you may or may not want to deal with. And last check, Bauer, outside of the off-field baggage, was already kind of a penis. He's not exactly easy to get along with. So, you don't invite him to the cookout. I'm just making a point. They can't attack this opinion like they could the Bauer thing. There's nothing wrong with this. Well, says you. He walk in with the best OPS on the team. Right. Uh, Let me hear it. Let me hear it. It's not just the Tigers not paying big money for a DH player. It's spring training time, and he has no job for a reason. Okay, what's the reason? I've given you the data. What's the reason? MLB's free agency is corrupt. We all know it. The fact that Bellinger doesn't have a job. The fact that Blake Snell doesn't have a job. The fact that Matt Chapman doesn't have a job. The fact that J.D. Martinez doesn't. Second of all, take the other teams you're talking about and blow them out your ass. I don't do radio there. I'm here. I want to win. This team hasn't won and hasn't tried to win in a decade. This is not a bad idea. Spot on, Mike. J.D. is a zero-risk and guaranteed upgrade of any bat he replaces. That's and, and guess what? There will be plenty of days Carpenter and him are in the lineup together. We're not ending anyone's career. We're not blocking. You know, no disrespect, but Kerry Carpenter's not Jackson Holiday or Gunnar Henderson, okay? Calm down. Not Bobby Witt Jr. I'm not blocking the path of the next great thing. Kerry Carpenter might end up being okay, but he's also 25 years old. With the Wings and the Lions are at the adult table, it's time for the Tigers to join with the J.D. and Bauer signing. Same with the Pistons and Bridges. I want to be a winner. Just J.D. is just fine by me. I won't even allow people to come at me. Because I won't even do the Bauer thing. We'll just talk J.D. If you're going to go in, go all in. And you're a winner. Mike, you're a winner, okay? I can say a lot of things about you. Thank you. But you are a winner. (laughs) You don't halfway do things. I could have hit a button there, and I didn't. Personal growth. We'll leave it alone. Okay. Uh, David, go ahead. (laughs) Unfortunately, I think Scott Harris wants to see Henry Malloy, Chase, and Bigby before making any big moves. Uh, This is a joke. Look. We all like where the farm system is headed, but I have some terrible, terrible news for you. Most prospects fail. I, I'm so sorry I have to be the bearer of bad news. No. So I, I love prospects, and I love having a good farm team. I love mostly trading those people to get real players. And every once in a while, you bring a guy up and they're good. But you know what we've been struggling with the last three years? The fact that Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, for a majority of the time, have stunk. Guys, you not wanting to bring in J.D. Martinez on the promise of a player who could deliver a pizza to your house tonight and you wouldn't know who they are, you must stop. Remember remember Stephen Moya, right? Remember Christian Stewart, right? I mean, the list goes on and You're on about... You're a rusty nail! Right, all these guys, just <laughs> these guys are going to be the future. No. 
in the vestibule. No, I mean that that's Kenny, that's my whole point. You the best problem you can have is having a great player at the major league level and a prospect that you're infinitely confident in at the minor league level. Right. This is not a bad thing. Now I'm sad. Stephen Moy was supposed to be it, man. What about Willie Adamas? <laughs> Just keep oh, it moving. Man. We'll get to the calls momentarily. I want to hear more of the ticket text. Go ahead. JD would be an amazing experienced player to add to the youngsters. They can learn from him. I hope Mike's plan works. Look, it's clear they're listening because they, they do the spite store with me all the time. I want a third baseman. Here's Gio Urshela. Nice tube TVs. All right, we got a good deal at Costco. We got new TVs. Like. Please. Sign JD. Let's get some juice. No, no, Let's go win this division. To prove to me that they're listening, come up with a menu item. That will prove. Oh, uh, yeah. To Can't you. wait. That'll, that'll be the first time Wojo's worked since the Rose Bowl. No. He'll give you a thousand words on some brisket nachos. New York style pizza. <laughs> New Zabarro opening up. <laughs> Saw where I was going with that. Inside the concourse. <laughs> Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> Love, J.D., great idea. Will Avila cry when we bring him back? I'm a, like, I mean, David, think about it. I'm throwing two at 40 out there. There's no proof it would take. It could be two at 30. be two at 35. I just said two at 40 for effect. Round number, most I'd pay him. And if it ain't good enough by term or by finances, you don't sign him. He was on a one-year $10 million deal and knocked it out of the park last year. So these other owners want to sit around not signing guys. They want to manipulate the market. They want to play games with Boris. That's fine. I'm only interested in me. I'm only interested in this baseball team. Well, and and keeping them away from the Guardians. And again, there's only yeah. smoke. Oh, Lord right. knows. You want a cheap organization, a real cheap one? They're rubbing sticks together down there to start a fire so they can heat the showers down at Progressive. What a disgrace that franchise is. They don't have a new plane and new showers. No, they're, it's actually emulating Major League. They're going to have paid, They're going to have Gavin Williams come in from pitching to start the bubbles in, in, in the machine with a boat motor. <laughs> oh, Guardians. Good heavens. All right, we'll get to the phone calls. Sit tight. Everybody relax. We got football 245. I want to see if anybody can poke some holes in my idea. Because, the, you know, again, the Gio Rochella thing, that, that's not... Bad. He'll hit lefties. He can make you better. And I, I understand what Harris is doing. This is, this is money ball. We're going to duct tape four third basemen together to come up with one. I, I see you. <laughs> Just go get JD and call it a day. What the hell are we doing? 248-539-9797. Your phone call's next. 97-1. Two at 40. JD Martinez. Bring him home. Played on a deal. One at 10. Last five-year sample size and 855 OPS overall. There's no discernible regression in his game. You want to cite strikeouts, 30% strikeout rate last year, fine enough. The point I'm making, the division is there for the taking. You're $55 million under having a league average payroll. This is not a big ask. Right, Lomas? Dan, that's a big ask. No, that would be signing like Cody Bellinger. I'm not even asking for it. Let's go to the people. Go to Connor, 97.1. Connor, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, first off, I would just like to say Eduardo Rodriguez should be the most hated man in Detroit, and I hate him, <laughs> and I will hate him okay. forever. And I hope every single beer he ever has is warm. 
All right. And next, I want to say I, I don't I don't mind the Gio Urshela, but the, the thing is, the guy's a platoon guy. You know, like he's going to hit close to 300, but what is he going to have? Like 40 runs and then maybe 50 runs batted in. Like it, he's not going to his war is going to be like 1.5. Okay, like he's not going to put us over any hump. You know, no. like. It's it's under it's too underwhelming, and with Bellinger and Chapman still out there, hell, if you sign Chapman, you could start to tune Javi Baez out of the lineup. Right, it's not happening. So that's why I'm just staying away from it. Now the JD Martinez thing is different. Like the JD Martinez thing doesn't require four or five years. It doesn't require a, a high AAV, and it fills a legitimate need. But see, Bellinger, in the same sense, you, you're you going to be paying around the same money. Yeah, you might have to dish out a couple more years, but he can also play first base. He's younger. What is he, 27, 28? He had a resurgent right. year last year. I don't disagree and, with you, but, but again, I don't need a first baseman. And this team is not – look, Connor, I'm not going to argue that Bellinger's not a good ball player, all right? But you got you got to let go. This team is not going to make a five-year, $140 million commitment to Cody Bellinger. They're not doing it. So I don't want to talk about it. Like, here, do we want to review Kenny's date with Margot Robbie last night? One problem. We can't. It didn't happen. There's no point to talking about it. The JD thing is now the no-excuse signing. It can happen. Should happen. Can happen. You could make an argument. That the Matt Chapman thing or the Bellinger thing shouldn't happen or can't happen. You can have those conversations. I don't think you can do that with the JD thing. I just don't. I am so tired of hearing this organization tell me how committed they are to winning, and the best they can show us is Tiger Paul won and a new bar of soap in the lounge. Come on. <laughs> Go get me 30 bombs. Go get me an 850 OPS. Let's make Carpenter a luxury and not a necessity. Win the division. Go ahead, David. What? Uh, I'm not paying for DH. Give me a position player. Matt Chapman can hit and field. What are we waiting on? Make the signing. We need a third baseman. The difference. Okay. First of all, they have said from the beginning, they're piecemealing third base. Signing Urshela is the same thing. All right? It's Moneyball. Yeah. Now. So if you you're wanna, probably not going to get Chapman. Right. You want to join us in the real world. You're not going to go out and give five years to Chapman when you have now added another piece to the third base puzzle. And why do you care about paying a DH? Why? Are, are you offering a five-year deal? Are you offering a long-term commitment? No and no. What does it matter? You going to care when that you, you value the home run less when it's the DH hitting it? Well, you know, his ass doesn't really look good crossing second. Like, what What are we doing? Seriously, Rico, I feel like I'm on planet Nebular. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Go to Andrew, 97.1. What's up, Andrew? Good afternoon, fellas. Hello, I just sir. wanted to call in and say I've been advocating for J.D. since the end of last season. I don't understand the point of wanting to lose and, and wanting to think that these prospects are going to come up and prove to you that they belong in the major leagues for a 162-game season. 
Jiggy Martinez is a fan favorite here. Now, Javi Baez does have, have his number on the back of his jersey, so he might have to change that. But, you know, um, I was advocating for Tim Anderson even. He signed with the Marlins yesterday, and you could move Javi off a of shortstop and have him go play third base. And yeah, they're not going to. Tim Anderson at shortstop. They're not going to. Andrew, listen, for better or for worse, they're going to stick with this cat. He was never opting out. The only thing you're left to do is to try to rally behind Javi, hope it gets better. You know, Rieger and Wojo last night did an interesting topic at six, talking about, hey, I think he's going to bounce back and be better. What I said to both of them before I left, you better tell me what better is, and then your listeners will tell you whether they're interested in it. It ain't hard to get better when you're useless. Better is not next to useless. <laughs> yes, David. Kerry Carpenter has the same stats last season as JD. Why waste $20 million uh, and any versatility? Hey, let me ask you a question. You see the last three months of the season with Kerry Carpenter? They're going to ignore that. And, 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 and you know what? I'm sorry, but you're in a lie. He had seven less homers. He had about 30 less RBIs. Please, just please don't make things up. And second of all, they're not mutually exclusive. You will find it bats for Carpenter. And third, it's not your money. So why do you care? Just bring in the player. And and if worst case scenario, now you have a difficult decision to make. AJ has to figure out who I'm going to play between the two guys. That's good. That's that's what good baseball teams have. That's why he's the manager. So, I'm in a very weird spot with this city. Because I think part of the city wants to do it the right way. What does that mean? That means homegrown young talent that came up through the farm system. Mike, you see it in every sport that if we could just do it and build our core with our own guys and then and only then do you go out and find the mercenaries to help get you over the top. But you, because this team is still in the building stage, you want to see the Riley Greens out there. No, you no, Chris see- told me the rebuild was over two years ago. Okay. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 he got up there in a jacket he hasn't worn since because no way Chris Illich is rocking a Tigers jacket around town casually at Costco buying a pallet of 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 ground beef. He said the rebuild was over. You know, you don't get to do that. Right. Rebuild's over. Go get me the edge. But to some people, they want the Colt Keith. They they want. These are our guys. You're, you're going to have him. He's your starting second baseman. I understand, but th- th- that's why it's like we don't need to bring any outsiders in. Let's just roll with the young guys, and the young guys are going to take us there. Okay, good talk. This you, town, want, you, this, you want to understand. I, I, this town's clueless. Hey, here's some numbers you might enjoy just for fun, okay? 78, 66, 77, 23, 47, 64, 64, 86, 74. You haven't won the requisite amount of games to win this division since 2014. And you know how many times you've won 100 games? Oh, that would be once. 84. 1984. You got to go back to 1968. So I guess once every 50 years, we're covered if we're actually excellent at baseball. Well, here's the thing. If you're the if you're the uh, Tigers, you look at that hundred game thing. Each time you won, you won the World Series. Maybe that's to be something you shoot for. Yeah, weird. Sixty eight and eighty four. Weird. Yeah. The fact that people defend this franchise and then rationalize. 
it is it is beyond me. I can't fathom it. Steve Eiserman doesn't even get this benefit of the doubt. Lord knows, uh, you know, Shakespeare over here. Um, 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 he don't get benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I mean, hey, yesterday. flag, David. Yes. Come on, ref. Buddy, yesterday <laughs> we hit Tom Izzo with a chair. He don't get benefit of the doubt. But Chris Illich and Scott Harris do. Because the Tigers aren't look. I'm going full yin-yang twins. Huh? You can't be serious. There are two types of Tiger fans. They're you. I know. Idiots and morons. No, no. Well, I was going to say they're you and people like you. There are. There is no one like me. I'm I'm a unicorn in this town when it comes to baseball no, because are, I, I don't view it as a good time. No, there are some people who want to see them win, but then there are some of the fan. I just want a good time. Exactly. They look they look at a Tiger game like a movie. The Daiquiri crowd. Yeah. Hopefully, in the end, we enjoyed the game. I care about one thing. I want to win. I said there's two types of fans. And that's why I think this team has been so bad for so long. They've beaten you into submission. You just want a good game with good weather. Fun. Those people? Fun. We are getting closer and closer to free agency. Are you okay? You're going to be able to keep it together. We are closer and closer to free agency. So let's go over. Free agents teams will regret spending big money on. There's reasonings here for all of them. You tell me if you agree with it. Let's start with Baker Mayfield. Reasoning is, of course, yes, he's coming off a career high year. But... Here's another problem. He will have another coach and coordinator. That will be uh, five in a row now that he will start the year with a new coordinator or coach. This this hurts me to do this, but I I take away all the inherent bias because I do like Baker. This is Daniel Jones 2.0. This is a team that won a division and won a playoff game, and they're in an impossible spot, and you have to pay your quarterback. But what David just said, Rico, is so spot on. Dave Canales is not there anymore. He's got another offense to learn, and he mm. probably never duplicates what he did this year. I they yes, they will regret it. That's my answer. See, I don't think I don't think they will regret it because I don't think they believe they're in rebuild mode. They think they're in retooling mode and they can just adjust on the fly. So he's the leader of the team. That team is really like he's their guy. He's like their Jared Goff. I I know it's blasphemy to say, but in Tampa, they believe in Baker. They found him off the scrap heap, and he's turned this thing around. David, probably long-term, yes, but short-term, no. I don't think they'll regret it, even with a new coordinator. Next guy on the list, Austin Eckler, guy who went into a contract year, had the worst year of his career. Uh, He appears to have lost a step. (laughs) Let him, let him finish let first. Let thy gesture guide thee. Mike is snapping. That means we don't pay running backs. <laughs> yeah. Full regret. Like Kenny's cold cut relationship of years by, gone by. <laughs> Full regret. <laughs> we don't pay running backs. Wow. He had a horrible year. I just, you just, I'm out <laughs> on principle. Rico's his own man. Do whatever you want with it. No. I mean, he's just, his history... Injuries breaking down. Yeah, I, I would pass on him, especially running backs. And there, you can go find a new one in the draft who can be just as good as him. So yeah, pass. Next guy, David. 
we don't pay running backs. <laughs> no, yours is we don't draft running backs in the first round. That's what you're snapping at me about? Is that what we're doing? Well, okay. both. I don't know. Uh, next guy on the list will be Daniil Hunter. Reason why they're saying is, of course, he had 16 and a half sacks, a league high 23 tackles for loss, but the injury history is a concern here. Yeah. Had a neck injury, had a pec tear in 21. Will that be a concern? And they'll pay too much for a guy like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is he 29? 29. Yeah, see, I I do wonder about a five-year deal where you got to keep him around for at least four of it. If I'm in a Super Bowl window, I don't really care. I'm still going to do it. But I'll say in uh, on general premise, signing a guy who's just about to be 30 as a free agent is a, a bad idea. I'll say yes. Yeah, the uh, neck injury. I'm, I've never been one who, because I know in the NFL, you're always one injury away. But there are certain injuries that rank a little higher than others, and neck injury is that's one for me. Playing on the on the on the D line, it's collision. I would say, yeah, that's going to be a bad move. So no, uh, I, I would. They're going to regret that one. Next on the list, I will give you the name in a second. I'm going to work this one backwards. Okay. This individual. As a wide receiver, he ranked among the top five in receiver drops in the last two seasons. Counts for 8.1% drop rate. Oh, wait, wait. He also dealt with a soft (laughs) tissue injury this year, and he's never been a number one wide receiver. Your guess? Oh, I was going to say Mike Evans. No. Never mind. Nope. Uh, Valdez. uh, Nope. 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 Plays in the Midwest. His name is T. Higgins. Okay, uh, you know what? Here, maybe, maybe I'm a slappy. When you have Jamar Chase on your team, you're never going to be a number one. I think T. Higgins, if he goes somewhere else, can blossom. I, I love him. Even I, with that drop rate. Yeah. I, See, I, just, I don't think so, Mike, and, and you will understand this, and maybe some people. I, I wonder what T. Higgins, is it going to be the Alvin Harper? Oh, God, effect. when he went to Tampa Bay. Yes, where maybe he, he, was, under, he was always under Michael Irvin. And everybody said, oh, well, if he ever just got his own thing, that he just watch him take off. Some people can't handle being the number one receiver. It's fair. And if you already have the drop rate and now you're going to get top dollar, the fans will turn on you, the media will turn on you, and you will regret the fact that you moved to this city. So if I'm him, stay in Cincinnati, make it work out. Next guy on the list would be Kirk Cousins. While they say he is a wonderful player, Gets his team to the playoffs, but he's only been to the playoffs four times, okay? Only had one win. That was a very controversial win. And also says that he might deliver the gaudy numbers, make a Pro Bowl, but at $40 million annually, and he can only get you one playoff win in his career, you're going to overpay for him. You're going to regret it. Okay. That's all fun and nice and dandy. Here's what else you'll regret. Thinking you can outsmart the system and you don't have a quarterback. So my answer will be No. You got to pay the guy. You got to get a QB. If I can't draft one in the top five, this is what you're left with. To quote NBA Jams, Mike, you are on fire. Boom shakalaka. I loved NBA Jam. Yeah. What a game. Scott Skiles and Shaq pairing on the original. Unbelievable. Yeah, I forgot the I forgot the arcade on Grand River used to go up there and play. Kevin McHale, Larry Bird. Who was the primary ball handler? Just didn't matter. <laughs> I would say this, David. You're going to have to resign him, especially if you're Minnesota, because you saw what life was like without him. You were horrible. 
at one point you were you were right there with the Lions and maybe making uh, winning the division or getting a wild card spot, and then you fell off completely. So there's no great quarterbacks. That's just it. Like every quarterback that you just mentioned, like did you say you could say that for every quarterback? Like, oh, how many wins does he have? Not a lot, not a ton. Take out Patrick Mahomes, and maybe that becomes a different thing. But right now, pay Cousins because he's a quarterback that works in the NFL. That's right. Then we'll close it out with Christian Wilkins, who is a run stopper, but last year had a career high with nine sacks, 23 more QB hits. So what they're saying is, will he be that, or will he, he go back to that. being the run stopper? Contract year. Inflated his stats because he knew you're going to sign me, so let me make it very difficult for you and pay me my money. He's very similar to Leonard Williams. You know, when Leonard came to the Giants, he put up that 11 and a half sacks, got that big contract, was never the same. Here's the thing. That's a player that needs to stay exactly where he's at. Christian Wilkins has done a really nice job as an overall football player for the Dolphins. That's a guy where you get Alvin Harperitis, where I take him out of the defense and mm-hmm. put him somewhere else, and you go, wait a minute. You're what not we special. Just, yeah, what did we pay for? Yeah, nothing. It will be nothing. That is in football today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Joe Corson, all right. By the way, before we start this, Odyssey.com, rewind, you missed anything. I have signed a player that is going to help you win the AL Central. You can go back and hear that right now if you use the rewind. Now, I need to talk to Kenny momentarily before we do the grand opening. Update Jesus over here just did something that I don't know if I've ever heard before. Now, I've heard the wings referred to as the winged wheel, one of the all-time logos in sports, a classic. But he referred to the team as saying, quote, the winged wheelers are in, you know, Colorado. And you're like, I don't think you can do that to the winged wheel and turn it into a winged wheeler. Kenny, what is your vote on this in your hockey nerd circle? I'm out on that. I don't. I've never heard that before. We okay. gotta have a talk with Update Jesus. No, it's very sad. But that's it. That's it. No more liberties with the winged wheel. I knew it. I knew I caught him. Mm-hmm. Now, this is day zero. It's day zero. People, 
I want to bring Kenny Cott to the main stage because we are cutting the ribbon on a playoff push. It is day zero right now. If you've paid no attention to the Red Wings because you have been full masked about the Lions, noted. We're going to catch you up to speed on everything you missed the five most important things you need to know. And I need Rico to the Bifrost. I need the hockey elite. The, 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 the signal is in the air. Idris Alba's wearing his Viking hat. Like, let, let's just, let's get it going. People. Kenny, you're crossing the rainbow bridge. Right. Six game run up now until the deadline. Correct, Kenny? Yeah. Okay. Colorado tonight and then five. Also, Rans, the playoff push starts now. It is officially car flag season. Kenny, I want you to catch up the people. David, hit him with some music. I want Kenny to give people the five most important things they need to know about what we are about to coin today. Our playoff bound Red Wings. Kenny Cott to the main stage, please. Well, David's working on the music. I'll give you fact number one. I'm sorry, working. I, I didn't say, can you compose me? There something? we go. There NHL we go. 94. Let's I'm go. Ron Barr for EA Sports. Black and white photo, Mark Messier. All right, let's go. Number one, the first and most important thing you have to know about this team is that they're still in the playoff chase. Exactly. They're holding on to the last wild card spot. They're four points above the Devils. And this was around the time last year where we were in the playoffs for about five minutes. And then back-to-back in Ottawa took place. Exactly, but we've been in this spot now for the past, say, five weeks. Okay, so factually speaking, you can tell your friends we are a playoff team. Number As of two. right now, yes. Number are. two. Number two, why is this different than last year? The goal differential is way up. They're scoring way more goals. I don't know what they were last year at this time, but right now, they're surprisingly sixth most goals in the league. Sixth. High Octane hockey. Come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you may ask yourself, why, if we're six best in goals, why are we only in the last wild card spot? Can, can, I, can I answer that? Yes, Uh-oh. you may. Could it be the fact that you need to work on your defense? And you're giving up way too many goals. And, and when you score, you score a ton. But when you lose, oh boy. And Rico wins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Defense has been dreadful. They allow one of the worst high danger chance percentages in the league. They are among the worst in that stat, which means all the chances are allowing right in front of the goal, wide open. It's a it's a high pass danger. across the crease. It's a shot that probably will go in. It's a shot in the paint for you basketball fans. Look at Kenny crossing over. Oh. Good for you. Jack of all trades, my friend. So they're all not right. pulling an A.J. Hogar. They're actually making it. Gotcha. For the last two facts, I have ways you can fix this. Okay, let's let's go fact number four fact for the Red Wings playoff premiere party. Fact number four, you can fix this via trade. This is a popular option across the league, so you may have to spend a little bit, but you can fix this with trades. Your top two targets are Chris Tanev, Noah Hannafin, both in the Calgary. Are we good? I think we stink. No, we're back to being good. No, we stink again, team. Which we're waiting on them to be actually stinking so that we can start to pick the bones a little bit, you know? So defensive blue line help. 
defensive blue line help that will create depth for you. Right now you have a top-pairing defense core, and that's it. There's nothing else behind those two D-men. Right, then so, you got Roberto with his helmet on backwards. Yeah, his name is Justin Holy's terror. So we put that in the get bigger on the blue line segment. Oh. Essentially, And yes. that's where Kenny's going to call up Evanson. <laughs> and, that, and we go to number five. If you don't want to trade for one of these guys, you can ship out a Shane Gostisbehere type of a guy who is on your defensive core, who provides limited defense at best. Call up Simon Edvinson, who creates a lot of defense at best. And is like seven feet tall. And is factually bigger on the blue line. Aha! And once you've done that, it's an upgrade defensive. People are going to look at it like, oh, you can't ship out Gostisbehere. He scores goals. Yes, you can. You're sixth best in the league, and you need defensive help. Bring up a defender that can actually, I don't know, defend. Kenny has caught you up to speed. People, this is what we need. All right? The Pistons are terrible. MSU hoops, not terrible, but far from good. Michigan, actually terrible. And the Tigers, it ain't opening day yet. This is but the they team, have a new plane. This is the team we have to rally behind. They may not have new showers, but they've got new players. The Wings are factually a playoff team. The next six games, starting tonight against Colorado, are going to go a long way in determining who they are and where they are and how we approach the deadline. Kenny has offered you. Or one moment. I want to throw the number out. I want the hockey elite to unite. Do not leave Kenny out here to freeze and die. 248-539-9797. Do not fail your bearded ice hockey genius. Don't do it. Rico Beard, yes. Uh, Mr. Cott. Yes, yes. When do we officially hit car flag season? I, but That's an interesting question. I believe it to be right now. Mm-hmm. Mike said it's day zero. I'm fully bought into this. But if you want an answer that's a little bit safer, because right now it is a risk to be in car flag season. Because I almost put, took the car flag out last year. And then, you know, here's 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 how we're going to do this. And this will this is right up Rico's alley. It's like recruiting. We're going to go your level of confidence that the wings are going to be back in the postseason this year on a zero to five car flag grading scale. (laughs) One out of five car flags or five out of five car flags and five out of five car flags. You know where the fifth car flag goes. Just going to have to unzip your pants. <laughs> the point I'm making is zero car flags. It ain't happening. One car flag could happen. Two, think it will. Three, is three probably. probable. Four, it is. Five, fully engorged. We're winning Five the cup. Five flag. No, just it's a mortal lock we're in. See, I think four is a, we're in. Five is. We may be a little bit of puck luck. We can win this whole thing. We can win a series. There we go. Five is a series. Oh. Five is a series. Wow. Wait, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Gator. 248-539-9797. People, if you're sad about the Lions, Cowbell ain't going to save you. The Red Wings can. They are a playoff team. They are high octane. So even even if you're fringe hockey, they're going to score goals. They're going to be exciting. You are going to sweat your ass off watching them because a lot of this gets very dicey in the third period. 
we got six games that you need to pay attention to leading up to a trade deadline where they will almost assuredly trade for someone you've never heard of, but Kenny swears they'll help this team win. Can I sell three, maybe four out of five car flag level hope? <laughs> Wait a minute. You got to make a declaration. Now, you could take your time in doing it. I don't advise the five car flags. I don't even know if that's a safe way to drive. Five car flags means they can win a series. Yeah, that's exactly what that means. Right now, I think I'm at a three. But I can make it a four will, by just looking at these next games. Three is pro they will probably make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they four will. Four is they're in the playoffs. In. They will make it. Right. Five is make it and dangerous. Yeah. So they have the Avs tonight. That's a tough one. That's the toughest game they have leading into the Don't to go the crying. I'm not crying. They're starting, win, their, win they're the starting their backup goalie. Seven, six, final. Let's go. They're starting their backup. They have every option. Come on. Uh, the Blues and Blackhawks on a back-to-back -back after that. Which okay. those teams stink. I want they the stink. over in the Blackhawks game. I don't care if it's like eight and a half. Yeah. The Blackhawks yeah. play some of the craziest games in the league. You should. That's a smart take. The Capitals, too, they stink. You should win that game. The Islanders, they Ooh. might be fighting for a spot just like you. We stink. But it's stink. okay to say it. We stink. You're not hurting my you, you don't stink as bad as you think, Mike, but you're not that good either. Yeah, and we have Patrick Waugh as a head coach. Really? So that's, I mean, you're looking at one, two, three, four out of the next five games. You should win. Which then Should. means you're a buyer. Then me, there it is. Yes, zero to five car flags, playoff push. We kick it off today, people. Here's the deal. I'm gonna be very kind about this. All right. If you think we're doing a power ranking of cookies, you can just go elsewhere. Wait. There's so much going on in the world of sports, and a lot of it's positive with your teams. Do me a favor. Stop feeling sorry for yourself laying there nude in the fetal position because the Lions didn't win the Super Bowl. Put your pants on, take a shower, clean yourself up, and let's resume sports life here, shall we? But it is Girl Scout season, so we could power rank the cookies. What the hell does that mean? We could power rank the cookies. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. We We... We have sat here for how long begging for one of our winter teams to be able to make the playoffs. And you know the Pistons ain't going to be able to do it. The Wings are here. While you've been asleep, they're here. They're in. And here's the funny thing. If the Wings do this and make the playoffs, Mike, we've almost extended the entire calendar, well, entire year. Because remember, we wanted the Tigers to be relevant up until the Lions training camp. And they're and going the, to be. The, they handed the baton to the Lions, and the Lions did their business. Now. They lapped the Pistons, and now they're going to hand it off to the Wings. Now the Tigers need to be three games or closer by the time the Lions have their opener. That's the new deal. Yeah. So, yeah, they the Wings can take it, hand it back off to the Tigers, and you have relevant sports in this city year-round. For the first time in at least 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Wings are worth your time. They're entertaining, they're fast, they're fun. Yes, scoring and fun for fringe hockey people like myself. Yes, I do need scoring. Sorry, I have a hard time seeing the beauty in a 2-1 game. Now, playoffs, that's different because the drama factor, the puck luck, you're panicked with every shot, noted. But I want to know, zero to five car flags. Your faith, the wings, this is day zero. They're in the playoffs by four points. Are they going to get this done? And I think the flag rating goes up 
with the work you do in the next six games and what it's going to empower Iserman to do at the deadline. Or you just buy in now and say, buy flex. I'm in. 248-539-9797. That's right. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Kenny, our wartime consigliere, our Ron Barr of EA Sports. Kenny has given you the five most important things about this team, so that if you are now just waking up from a medically-induced coma known as football... You have a hockey team that is in the playoffs. You have a hockey team that is an offensive juggernaut that plays an entertaining brand of hockey. You have a team that has absolute ability pending the next six games to be a buyer at the deadline and solve some of their issues, which is great top two pairing on the on the D-line, but boy, howdy, the rest of it, it's kind of like Roberto with a helmet on backwards. It's just not optimal. <laughs> so let's get to it, people. And if you missed our J.D. Martinez conversation, I didn't stutter. Odyssey.com Rewind. God bless, Rico. Uh, David, take a text. Let's get to the people. What do we got? Three flags for the Wings. Blackhawks game will be a tough one. Kelios retirement night. That's why they're saying it. Kane's return to Chicago. Okay. Uh, I'm rocking three flags. I've been saying it all year, even before the season started. Calling it right now. First wild card spot is going to Detroit. Fred in a car. I'm at a three and a half. They, they're outdoing themselves in some spots, but I still think they can make the playoffs, Sam, in Grand Rapids. Three and a half. Okay. Well, uh, you got it. You, you, you can't put half a car flag. I'm not doing no, half right. a flag here. What You're are either doing? A th- three car flags or four. Now, Kenny, how many flags are hitting the, uh, hitting the vehicle today? And do I have to procure these for you? I'm at a three flag system right now. Three out of five flags. And you have three car flags. I I have at least one. Do I have to buy the other two? Yeah, he took it from me. It's out at the desk back there. Where's my flag? We thought you took it. No. Okay, I guess we don't have any flags. (laughs) All right, all right, so hold on. (laughs) How many car flags do I have to buy? Three for me. I don't know. I can't speak for you guys. No, 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 you're the only one that matters. Yeah. This is your baby. This is your team. Yeah, three flags. I thought you I took it. We thought you took it. We look like the Spider-Man meme. Wait a minute. You didn't take it? There was one in the cube, and now it's gone. David, go ahead, and then we'll get to the callers. Three out of five flags, I think they probably make it, but they don't need, definitely need to get some defensive help. Don't know if they get that. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, and this is the problem I'll have. 
if you are holding down a playoff spot and you're entering the deadline and you know you have an Achilles heel, a critical weakness, we're not dealing a player like Evanson. We're going to probably bring him up. The point is you have to add to your core, add to your strength. Iserman knows who's vital and not. I'm not asking him to make a stupid deal or make some ridiculous commitment to somebody. This isn't 10 years ago with the Shea Weber deal, okay? This is a different thing. You add a blue liner. You give your young play. Do you know the best way for a team to grow? Win. Playoff push. Pressure. Playoff games. That's how you get better. I want to give these guys the best chance possible to do that. And you know what? They, they Guys, they had a rough spell while everybody was sleeping. They got out to a hot start. Then they shoved their head up their ass for about 15 games. And then they've righted the wrongs. I think this this group of young players has fulfilled their end of the bargain. And now Iserman's got to do his, which is deadline, be responsible, but be aggressive. Responsibly aggressive. Or aggressively responsible. Whatever way you want to phrase it. Wing wheelers. LGRW. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Let's go to the people. We'll go to Brian ninety seven one. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good. How are you? Good. You know what? I I really wanted to come in and and call with gusto and maybe do like a fake like Northern Michigan Canadian Jeff Blaschel uh, accent, but I gotta tell you, I'm I'm feeling two out of five car flags here, very humbly. Okay. Why is that? I don't think they have enough depth down the middle. Um. You know, I, I was really excited um, when uh, his name escapes him. Sorry, he's the University of Michigan um, center winger that we got from the Avalanche um, in the offseason shoot. Comfer. You know, he was huge for the uh, for the Avs when Kadri went down, and, and I would argue one of their more pivotal players in the playoffs when they clinched the cup. Um, I just don't think we're using him in the right role. I don't think we have a true number two center. I think we come from behind way too much. And I think when you're always trying to come from behind and you're always giving up goals, I just think that's a bad recipe. And I think unless we're super aggressive and drastically change the identity of the defense uh, at the deadline, I just I just see us kind of flaming out or, or maybe being one of the last uh, one of the last spots getting in and, and just getting crushed in the first round. So I, I can honestly see a world where we don't make it because of that. Well, I mean, listen, the whole whatever happens in the first round, getting there has always been the goal. But second of all, I don't think anyone's going to be thrilled to see the Wings in the first round. A team that can fly up and down the ice, get to five goals. A lot of teams, mine included, can't. You don't want a young, dumb, high-flying team in the first round because the Red Wings might just be stupid enough to not realize they're supposed to go home. And they can put goals on you. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't sit there because also, too, and Kenny... This is part of my beef with Kenny. His sport, the best teams make it, and they get aced out half the time because of puck luck and things. That's why when you play a team like Boston, which is likely who we play if we squeak into the playoffs, it's scary, but it's not as scary as you want to imagine it to be. You fear no one. That's right. Come on. Somebody call up Luke Robitaille. Get him in a, get him in a uniform. <laughs> Come on. I, 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 I want to make playoffs. And I think they can do it. We've talked about this since the moment they got the cat. Like, th- this is a playoff year. It's time. It is. So I wanted to start day zero today. We'll get the phone calls, get a little football later in the hour. Four o'clock, we have deal breakers. Rico with an update on the college football playoff because it's not 12 teams anymore. Now it might be more, question mark, things. 
we can't be limited. We're Mr. Unlimited. Don't make me pull that audio. How about we go to the calls? Let's do it. Uh, let's go to Randy, 97.1. What's up, Randy? What's going on, guys? How are hey. you? I'm great. I'm great. Well, I'm happy to say for the first time since 2017, I'm dusting off the flags, and I'm going to give you four flags, and I'm going to tell you why. Let's hear it. I think this. I think the team uh, has just come together. We have the depth. The scoring we know is there, and I think we need to make one move to make it happen. Uh, we're, I think, fourth in scoring. I think we have a great first pair of defense. But then you have a guy, I think there's two names out there for me. And Kenny touched on one, and there's another one that hasn't been talked about. It's Hannafin, who's also 27, fits the timeline. Mm-hmm. And you also have Jacob Chutred from Ottawa, similar in age. And they're looking to move him as a piece. Now, Kenny just made a fr- – hold on, Randy, hold on. Kenny made a frowny face. I want him to address you. Go oh. ahead, Kenny. No, the chicken thing, it's not much of a frowny face. I like the name a lot. It's just we don't know what Ottawa's doing. They're talking about buying somehow when they're losing, which How they're terrible. Mind. Exactly. They're talking about buying one of those Calgary guys, which doesn't make any sense to me either. But I think the Hannafin thing is more yeah. realistic. I think stay away from Tanev. It's more of a rental. I think, I think Mike, you touched on it. Iserman can't go into this and panic to make the playoffs. This has to be a real piece. Yes. Right? I think we can look for a center down the line, but we have so many centers coming with Casper, Danielson. Um, but what I think is the huge deal that nobody's really talking about, you bring in a Hannafin or a Trichron, like I said, let's just Hannafin. You know Simone Edmondson is going to get called up with nine games left in the season, and he's probably playing in the playoffs. Yeah. The only reason he's not playing right now is because he doesn't want to burn that first year on the contract. No. He's going to play in the playoffs. And he'll provide then? he'll provide the requisite size, right? You're going to have options. Yep. I'm with you, Randy. I'm the type of fan, I'm willing to pay more for security. I'm willing to pay more for a guy that becomes a part of my team. I don't I don't run from that. Like I I'm I'm with you. I don't need some cheap rental. Bring in another member of the core. Bring in the guy who's going to usher a young pairing on that second line. You're going to pair him up Probably with Evanson for the next two to three years. That yeah, I, I I'd be all aboard. He's twenty seven. He's twenty seven years old. He was a fifth overall draft pick. I mean, everybody seems to get shipped out of Calgary because nobody wants to stay there. So they're going regardless, and they know they got to get something for him. Right now, we have the scoring. At that point, we would have our our defense would eventually turn into one of our strengths. Think about that. I mean, and think about if we eliminate December from our schedule. We're, we're clearly in the top three in our conference. And if we're in the other conference, we're making the playoffs without a doubt. So I think the people that are just looking at, oh, we're four points ahead of New Jersey, I think we have a legitimate shot to end up in the top three. And I can't believe I'm finally saying that since 2017. Let's go, Wings, baby. That's right. See, that's what four-car right. flag sounds like. Exactly. And that's with, four car flags. And with the Hannafin thing, what you can do is a similar thing you did with DeBrinket, where you trade for him and then you talk to him beforehand, get him signed. It's a, he was a restricted free agent, which is a little different, but you still can do that. How many flags you have? You just going to go three? Yeah, I'm going to go three. That's okay. I think once the deadline gets here, if they buy, everybody's got to be at a four. Three, next six games, can move it to four. Let's go to Willie. 97.1. Willie, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going, boys? Good, Willie. What's on your mind? Well, I, uh, I'm a four-flagger on the wings, that's for sure. Okay. Um, 
I think uh, they, they're one move away, I think. from I mean, if you look at it, they got the most balanced scoring, I think, in the league, really. They got like, how many guys like have, you know, like uh, double-digit goals, right? Uh, balanced scoring, but uh, they need a lockdown D like uh, like Tanev from Calgary would be perfect. Pair him up with Edmondson, you know, who's got a wingspan of a 747, and uh, I think you got yourself a you know a real winner there. And you take a big step forward. I listen, uh, Willie. We've waited a long time. It's the fifth year of the build. They've done their part as a young team to put Iserman in a position where we could talk about buying and talk about playoffs. He's done his part adding pieces. Let's take that next step. I think the next six games, people, if they haven't paid attention, pay attention now. Give them a chance. Mm-hmm. It beats watching yeah, MSU hoops. And, uh, you know what? Like, uh, I, you know, if I, <laughs> I mean, uh, say the, the Wings end up in the, uh, you know, uh, the last wild card, but I sure as hell wouldn't want to be the uh, the team that plays them in the first round. No. I really wouldn't. No, they'd be a complete pain in the ass. They'd be a complete pain in the ass. I view it like if you if you take it to a different sport and you go run up against a team like the Indiana Pacers in the first round of the playoffs, I wouldn't want to face that. Probably the team, yeah. You got to score 130 points to beat those idiots. It's the same thing. Like if you run into a, a baseball team like the Diamondbacks last year or the Rangers, two teams that score a ton of runs. Well, they ended up making it the whole way. Yeah, but they're a pain in the ass because those lineups. Are, are well, a real problem. Well, and my, they can come from behind, too, which is a real pain in the ass in the playoffs, if you can do that. But see, my thing is, my theory on that is you're already in playoff mode before you get to the playoffs. So, what? <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. that's just, It's between me and the pastor. You just keep going. No, I'm saying, because you're already in playoff mode. So, you're where other teams have to get that thing jump-started because chances are they've locked up number one seed, so they're just kind of sitting there. You're fighting for your life week in and week out. You're red hot, and you can probably, okay. <laughs> I said it's between me and the pastor. Right. I'm, I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm Focus just, on delivering your opinion. I, I was listening to you, Rico. Thank I thought you, it was Ken. a strong point. Thank you. <laughs> Look at you two making friends. We'll get more of the phone calls. It is day zero. It's the Red Wings playoff push. We've given you the five most important things you missed while you were busy with football. This team has a six-game lead-up to the trade deadline. Make some hay, make a move, zero to five, car flags, confidence of them making the playoffs and actually doing this. I'd like to tell you I'm at a four. But you're not. I, I, I get scared because of the blown leads. I get scared because some nights the 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 kill and the defensive side of the game of hockey is so egregiously bad. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? But overall, they can overpower and outscore most teams. They have that kind of offense. It's it's a credit to Eiserman because truthfully, he doesn't just have some higher end guys. There's a balance here. They can hurt you. They got a lot of guys that would be a pain in your ass. So I'm probably a three. Let them make a move at the deadline. I'd be a four. Okay. I'd be ready to rock. Okay. I swear to God, if they let us down, Kenny, I am gonna be so angry. The, the goat of college football walked out the door basically echoing everything that you said. I mean, I love it and hate it at the same time. I think coaches and the big personalities are a big part of college football, and we're losing them left and right, just like college hoops. I, I don't see how the sport's in a better place losing your best coaches, losing part of the iconic brands that, like, you're not just rooting against Bama, you're rooting against Saban. 
or you're rooting against Harbaugh or rooting for or against insert coach. We're losing them. So it makes me sad. So I'll ask you this. Yes. Kirby Smart is now the new dean of college football. Mm -hmm. Who are the next two coaches after him? Great question. Um, I try. I mean, Lincoln Riley feels very college-y. I think we've left the NFL stuff behind. It's clear he's a college football coach. Would okay. he be one? I don't. I say no because Lincoln Riley to me is a lot of hype with no results. All right. How about Sarkeesian? I think he's on the verge now. You're in the SEC. You got Texas turned around. It yep. looked as Texas was back, and then they weren't, but then they were back again. Now, I think this is a year that he can show me, okay, right. he's that number two. He's up there. How about Brian Kelly? He's a college lifer. No NFL team wants him. He's a college lifer, but does he bring that fear? Like Nick Saban brought fear. He no, was it's worth. not fear. It's loathing. Right. I don't no, no, like no. Brian Kelly. No, but it's – yeah. Because yeah, what about Dabo? Would you put Dabo in? I don't think he's going to be around much longer. I'm pretty sure he's, he's riding he's in the back next? seat of Saban's car. He hates it. Okay, hates it. Now that Harbaugh is gone, would you put Ryan Day? No, no, because I honestly, he's one loss from not having a job. No. So I just can't go there. Are I got two, one. I got two more names for you. Winning at Oregon. I was going to say him. That's going to take time. But, yes, I think Dan Lanning's a stud. He's just so young. I can't rule out eventually does he just go to the NFL. Young and handed the keys to a great program, Kalen DeBoer. No, he'll be he'll be toast in a couple of years. Okay. I think, I think he just said, honey, I got about 70 million reasons we're taking this gig, but we ain't buying a house. So you're not buying the Nick Sheridan as your offensive coordinator? Because that's the new – he replaced Ryan Grubb. <laughs> I'm not buying any of okay. DeBoer at Bama. The new college football playoff format. We've been talking about it. It's the five plus seven. It's the Notre Dame tax in there. If you win the conference, you automatically get a buy. Mike, here are some winners and losers of this new format. Just the five plus seven. Okay. We're not talking about the 14 one. The ACC is a potential winner. Want to know why? Because no matter what happens, you get a buy. It's the Florida State. Well, we should be in there. You just won. You're in. You get one of the buys. Enjoy your time off. Another one. I sound like DJ Khaled. Penn State. Penn State, for years, has always sat third in the Big Ten. They never get invited because they're not Michigan. They're not Ohio State. Penn State is now going to be eligible for spots 10 through 12 because you lose to Michigan, you lose to Ohio State, but you beat everybody else in the Big Ten. Hey, three cheers. The games don't matter. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how I feel. Keep it moving. The other winner is the conference championship games. Here's oh, one. the bye weeks online. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So, I like that So one. now all of a sudden, oh, the Big Ten championship, it's whatever. No, no, you win it. You get the buy. Yeah, I like that. You're in. All right. Losers, uh, the last two teams of the Pac-12. It's not a it's not a thing. And the 12th seed is because you're basically playing the team that should have gotten a buy, who didn't get a buy at their place. And you're a group of five teams. Yeah. So because you know how this is gonna go. It will. 
Um, also, we Mike, you you coined a phrase that I used to love. It was called the touchdown play. Yes. Did you know that scoring was down in college football to the lowest point it's been since? Want to take a guess of the year? It's in the two thousands. Jesus. Uh, what was the last chaos year where nothing made sense? Would that be 07? Close, 2009. Okay. The average scoring was down to 27.78. So You can thank Iowa Unders for that. Well, I was about to say, is it just the lack of productivity or is it the fact that you now have with the running clock, there's less plays? That helps. So that's why you're not doing it because even LSU, who was at the top, of the scoring, they were around 45 points, 45 and a half points per game. That still posted the lowest scoring average of the top team since 2009, which Houston was at 42 points. Yeah, the clock, the overtime rules, that probably plays a role too. What about defenses getting smarter? Mm, how about 70 quarterbacks plus in the portal every year? Really hard to learn a new system every year. Maybe some erosion there. I like that. David, any comment on that? I agree with him. There's so many quarterbacks and new systems. Things will be lower. Here's something that's near and dear to you. EA Sports. Ah. Came out with the game. It's it's, it's every college put out their post on Twitter or X saying, Hey, we're in the game. All 134 FBS schools are in. Now here's where it gets a little tricky. 11,000 players will receive a whopping sum of $600 plus a free copy of the video game. But you have to opt in right right now in order to get that. Too high, too low. No, it's just right. For 99.9% of college football players, it's just right. Because the reality is people are going to go, well, what about Caleb Williams? There's one of those 11,000 other players. Well, what about Drake May or what about RG3? For 99.9% of players who will go pro in something other than football. Oh, I like that. Like what's wrong with $600 of beer money and a free copy of the game and being in the game? I have no issue with it. Because the reality is EA has to sell north of 100,000 copies of this thing just to start making money. This is a major, ma- no, hold on. it's a uh, major endeavor. EA. No, on. I'm making a point. This is a game that's been on a multi-year build. It's massively expensive to make, and they're paying millions in licensing fees. Rico, no offense. Like, what do these college players want? What, what, what do they think they're supposed to get? Ten grand to pop? You're a backup guard for Akron. No, but your family doesn't know you exist. No, no, no. But the star player, I feel like you got a little bit of negotiation right. Then you know what? Don't be in the game. We'll still know it's you. Number 13 for USC. But they'll have an opportunity to also promote the game. There'll be some ambassadors. So you'll get the Caleb Williams type, Quinn Ewers type that will push the game and They'll be fine. I just get so tired of this. We're acting like they're four-time All-Stars in the NBA. You're a nothing. You're a third-string tight end for Cincy. Just to put it in perspective, it's been reported all 85 members of scholarship members of Michigan State have all opted into the game. So 
Most of that's because they're not any good, but I still love the camaraderie. Outstanding. So they've all opted in. Mike. <laughs> yes, buddy. Let's play a little game. What's that? Of who's not there. Mm. The voices of the game. People calling the game. This EA Sports game, college football. Fowler. Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. He's in. Chris Fowler. He's in. David Pollock. He is in. Excellent. Kevin Connors. In. Okay. Jesse Palmer. In. Good. I like it. Positive. There was no way you could put Corso on the game again. You just couldn't do it. There's a name that was not added to the game. Uh, Desmond? He's on your board. Um, Who's got it better than us? David, you know who I'm talking about, I don't, right? What is going on? Help me. Come what, on. What am I? Mi- oh, they were never hiring him. <laughs> Why not? He's on all the big Fox games. He's not on you know, the game. If you want my thoughts on Gus Johnson, download Cash Ticket. I'm just keep it moving. So, should Gus be on there? No. No. Okay. Low rent scumbag. David, he's your boy. My boy? Why is he my boy? Because you and him represent Detroit, playing at St. Cecilia's. Yeah, the difference is only one of them knows how to get there. <laughs> I was just by there the other day. You're right. Uh, People no, down I'm at good. U of D Jesuit are still looking for Gus's first appearance. <laughs> I'm good on Gus. That's your college football blitz, 97-1. But Beanie's update. Look, we'll get to deal breakers momentarily, but Rico, I, I need you in a half-serious manner. Now, I'm not going to get into this whole, you know, it's known how I feel about college sports right now. Both basketball and football have largely been wrecked. I won't even go there with it. I just want to focus on the absurdity. I thought they agreed to a five five plus seven, 12-team playoff. Mm -hmm. Now, before you even have the first 12-team playoff, they're already 24 to 48 hours later negotiating a 14-team. 12 to, just go to 16 if that's what you want to do. Why the hell did you ever approve the 12? Or oh, why are you even talking 14? Mike, this is where we agree. Um, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that they, they're seeing the dollar signs and they're seeing the potential people are going to want to watch these games, the playoff games, and you're thinking, well, there's too many of them. And I'll give you this. Whoever, let's just say the top two teams are going, so 12 versus, I mean, number two C versus 16 or 14 probably won't be a good game. But you're looking at the middle teams as being good games, and they're like, it's going to be revenue there. They're looking at what happened in the last couple of semifinal games, and people are going to be glued to their set. They're greedy. I can't put it any other way. They're just being greedy. Plus, you got to be able to pacify the Big Ten and the SEC. And if they're coming to the table saying, we want to expand this more because we want a bigger cut of the pie, we, we, we don't want you guys to leave, so we'll just concede and give you whatever you want because you're holding all the cards. Is anyone out there willing to just say the quiet part out loud, the part that'll get you made fun of by hyenas like Rico and Kenny and David? That's just mean and Like, hurtful. churlish. Uh, it, it, listen, this is gross. It's gross. Like, it's okay to just say it. How's it, how's it gross? It's gross because it's the equivalent of and like... we're being serious, so no. Yeah, no, you get to a point where the, the decisions are only based on money. There mm-hmm. is nothing about the health of the sport or what actually makes sense. And it, essentially, the Big Ten and the SEC are playing the role of Don Corleone. 
They were, is, were just squeezing out, oh, listen, I want a bigger piece of your hooker business. No, what it's, you're saying, it's not Mike. not even football. No, which it is football. And what you are saying is college football is looking at what their bigger brother is doing and saying, it works for them. Why won't this work for us? They're the kings of Sunday and Monday night. Why can't we be the kings of Friday and Saturday night? They're looking at the NFL. And everything that the NFL is doing and expanding and doing all these different things and going full streaming for playoff games. And you know what? People follow and they made money. And I think college football is saying, why limit ourselves? Let's be like our big brother, the NFL. Let's do that because the money is out there. So here's where you're going to end up, whether you agree with this or not, or whether you realize it or not. I'm not really interested in having the conversation because it's pointless and I know I'm right. Sorry, not sorry. They're going to do exactly to college football what they did to college basketball. They will live to serve the postseason tournament only, and the regular season is fugazi. It will mean nothing. The college tournament at, what are we, what are we at now? 72, 144, 72. 96? 72. The only thing that matters is March Madness. Nerds like me and you, and I say that affectionately, will watch the regular season. But see, Mike, I think the same will happen with college football, except because there's fewer games... I think this will actually benefit college football because it will become more like the NFL where your September games Mm. will now be meaningful because you'll get the crossover action because you kind of need that to separate yourself down the line. So let me ask this question. I I mean, I, I feel like I'm walking into a rake because the topic disgusts me. I find it gross. It's obscene. What's the magic number? Like, what's the number... That they need to get to so they can just stop. To me, they've already gone past the magic number. And all fair, it was it was eight. The number, okay. So you and I actually agree for the record. Yeah. But now that we're at twelve, it's looking at fourteen. So you're telling me at sixteen, sixteen, we can stop. At sixteen, we have to stop. It's like because if you if you go past that, now it's almost becoming like a six and six team in the bowl game where there's really no reward of making it that far. I thought eight was good because you could get your five conference champions. This is when the Pac-12 still existed. Plus, you get the three at-large bids. So you can get your Notre Dame, you can get your group of five team, or you can get that second-best team in a conference that lost out in their conference title game. 16, to me, is the max. I don't know what we're waiting for. 14 is pretty stupid to me. Okay, so you're saying 16. Kenny, what's the magic number where these greedy pigs stop? I was with you guys. I was happy at eight, maybe even six, but I would have been perfectly happy with eight. But uh, that's great. Now answer my question. What's the magic number where these feckless losers stop destroying the sport? Is it is it 14? Is it 16? Hey, want to go to 32? I think it may already be there, but 14 is probably my answer, yeah. That's, I have bad news for you, Kenny. I know. It's, it's going to be 16. Minimum. I 100% know that. But my point is, and this is the hee-hee-ha-ha part. See, Rico sits at these tables. He's in the, in the network meetings. You know they're already crafting a way to go to 32 teams. Yeah, he's Mr. TV Markets over here. No. They're going to go to 32. I don't think you can go to 32 because why? They're paid professionals. No, Hell, maybe they'll sink their playoffs right up with the Super Bowl, too. Ooh, or the NFL. 32 teams, 12 games. It's not going to work because now you you dipped into the whole. You got a seven and five team in there. You got a six and six team. Oh, but in but, there. but they're the NFL now, right? But the the NFL caps it, and they're like, you can be good, but 
Yeah, we don't want that team with a losing record. Now they're forced to take what? a division. More eyeballs. A bad division. More eyeballs, more cheddar. Okay. More cheddar, thought, more teams. I thought we were having a serious discussion. No, here. I am. No, I, I don't feel mean, like it's being serious. No, no, no. I am not being sarcastic at all. I'm being dead serious. If you think these slobs are going to stop at 16, there, there comes you a, haven't been paying attention. There comes a point of diminishing returns where, really? yeah. why is March Madness about to go to 98 teams? It's Mike, they've been talking about that for the last decade, and it doesn't go that far because in the end, people say the same thing. You have to have a cutoff point, and we've already hit that saturation point. We've given you the play-in games, and now we're done. David. All right, you want sarcastic? I'll give you sarcastic. No, I don't. 48 teams is what it's going to be. I'm just... We why haven't even, even had 12. Why even have a regular season? Thank why you. don't we just start at 133 and whittle it down uh, from there? August, August 31st, we, we, we start the tournament. We, we, <laughs> I thought we were going to have a serious discussion. It's just sublime to ridiculous. We haven't seen 12 yet, and we're talking 16. But, David, here's, here's, David, here's the, the serious, t- non-sarcastic thing I will add to this. It mirrors the very absurdity of NIL. They dropped the most game-changing rule, if you will, with no guardrails. They're doing the same thing with the playoff. We're going to go to 12. One problem, we don't have a TV deal. And 24 hours after we settle on 5 plus 7, Rico's boys are out here talking about 14. Because, Mike, as you would say, the quiet part, nobody heard, this 12 number was ridiculous to start off with. I don't know why we agreed to this, but years ago, that was the best that you were going to get. You had to expand it, and people years ago, remember, 12 didn't just get decided yesterday. It took 10 years. 20. Yeah. So at the time, 10 years ago, I was saying either you go 8 or you go 16. I was hoping they would just stop at 8 because at that point, it's still some prestige in making the playoffs. But if you're going to go 16, then, yeah, you're going to get the top 16 teams in there plus a group of five Team or top fifteen teams plus a group of five. It's it's football. It's going to be matchups that you're going to want to watch, and it's not going to go the route of college basketball. But nerds like me, yes, I do like December basketball when you see Duke versus this team, and it's a good team, and you're not afraid to lose it because it's not going to hurt you if you lose it because you can say, yeah, we had three losses, but we lost to this team, this team, and this team, and all three are in the playoffs. Look, the only reason. The only positive I can take out of the conversations in the last 48 hours, it sounds like Notre Dame is pissed. It sounds like the tax they're putting on Notre Dame is you can't get a bye week. You won't ever get into the top four unless you're in a conference. And I know what's about to happen. We value our independence. I already imagine somewhere Caller Rob is out there doing donuts in a parking lot in a pure rage. The point is... You eventually have to drop your pride and do what's best for business. The best business is winning a national title, and it is going to be joining a contract, a a conference. Because this Notre Dame TV deal, you create two super conferences that have all the big brands, and all those big brands, they ain't playing you no more. Notre Dame is desperate right now. Well, that my point would be Big Ten needs to go get them. I don't think they do. Okay, well, I disagree. Mike, I'll tell you what, no, you no, want to do one segment on it? Yes. Let's yes, just do that. I, yes. And we'll yes. do who said it at 4.30. Yes, I do, because you're not going to just throw that in there. Sarcastic and, say, and churlish. Yes. Go oh, ahead. boy. Go ahead. You came back. Fired up. That's right. All right. Jay Quellen. 
Go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> Blay. Come on. Balake. Let's go. <laughs> Present. We'll do deal breakers at 430. We'll get a blitz at 445. But you know what? The absurdity of this playoff expansion, just kidding. We're going to re-expand before we see the expansion. It has opened up a convo for me and Rico. Right. Because here's the thing. Remember, it was expanded 10 years ago to 12. It was a ridiculous number. Shouldn't have ever been 12. And now they realize maybe we made a mistake. I give them credit for not letting this go on. How about we fix it with the new TV contract? But going to 14 is equally stupid. It is, but it's also 14 and 16 is on. They're talking about both. It's just being reported 14, but the 16 option is also there. But I'm going to go back to what you said about the Big Ten should offer Notre Dame one last time. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm going with Bo. The hell with Notre Dame. Oh, God. Okay? Notre Dame has had their chance so many times. And you want to know what happened? They were too good for the Big Ten. Ah, we'll think about it. They flirted with you. They did everything. And then in the end, nothing. You got nothing from Notre Dame. So now Notre Dame is desperate. Notre Dame realizes, wait. What do you mean we can't have a buy? No, you can't. You didn't join a conference. Hey, Big Ten, they're calling you up. They're calling you up like, hey, you up? Sending a little text. You up? <laughs> you want you want to meet up for lunch? No, I don't. Because if I'm the Big Ten, you know what I hit them back with? Who this? I, I, lost, your, I lost your number. You don't mm-hmm. go to the ACC because during COVID, when you were desperate, where did you go? ACC. You didn't come to the Big Ten. But you were desperate, so you kind of did a little bit of a booty call. I'm going to join a conference. You didn't want to join the Big Ten then? Don't ask us now. We're moving on. We got. We went and raided the Pac-12. Don't need you. I know it's going to hurt you, too, because you two like the regional games. I don't care. Okay. I still have love for Notre Dame. I do, too. No, she no. still looks good to me. And, and look, here's the thing. I, I don't think it's the bye weeks as much as it is what is going to be a diminishing TV deal. The reality is in the new landscape of college football, there's going to be one TV deal you must be a part of. And I don't see how Notre Dame can if they're not a part of the SEC and Big Ten. Mike, I like be a mega conference TV deal. I like Notre Dame as well. She but, looks good, but, man. But, but Notre Dame was too good for you. That's okay. And you know what now, Mike? Jenny was too good for Forrest. And then she eventually came home. Yeah, and you know what she did? She, she was sagging the... and sick right. and she... all this stuff. It was stuff. complicated. She basically went out there, licked the sidewalk, gave him a child, and died. Okay, you know what? It was a complex relationship. <laughs> the point I'm making is I want Notre Dame. I want Michigan State to play for the megaphone again. I just I, want something that makes sense in this world. I wanted Notre Dame. I thought Notre Dame would always fit, but Notre Dame didn't want you. But now it's like, hey, wait uh, a minute. Look, look who's on the line. I knew it. I knew it. It's almost, he's like Michael Keaton in the in the Batman movie, <laughs> sitting there like this. The light. <laughs> and he, Caller Rob sees like the Rico head floating in the sky. <laughs> Here, I don't get, bring, bring Rob aboard. No waiting list. It's Notre Dame you know Rob joining us. It's unbelievable the amount of slander that is thrown on this station every day towards Notre Dame. And it, it comes from two to six. For two to six. It's unbelievable. Rob, wait just a second. I said you still look good. I want I Notre Dame. I heard the comments from yesterday. Enrico saying, who this to Notre Dame? I, it, 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 <laughs> hey, Rob. And, uh, Rob hold on, Rob. Rob, I'm going to let you yeah. finish. 
The Big Ten courted Notre Dame for decades, and Notre Dame put the Big Ten in the friend zone. And now Agreed. they want to get out the friend zone. Now, nah, who this? Yeah. And, and, and I, I cannot agree with you more. I wanted Notre Dame in the Big Ten. Guys, in, in my opinion, growing up and, 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 and just being a part of the university, Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, USC are four of their biggest rivals, and they're all in the Big Ten. And it makes no sense to me that they're not there. I get it from a financial standpoint now. But what's interesting, guys, is you had made a comment yesterday, and, and, and you said it again today, about how they're butthurt about being like, like the highest they can go is fifth, where I see it as a good thing in the fact that, one, they don't have to play in a conference title game, so it's one less game. And if they are indeed ranked fifth, they get a home game against the 12 seed. And if they win, which is a long shot, they play the lowest-seeded team in their second playoff game, whereas the one through four seeds play higher-seeded teams. So you can make the case that being fifth is a better option than the bye week because you're not in a conference. See, I think the bye week is a secondary thing, and my main argument, Rob, is what it may not be true today, but I think it's going to become true. I still believe the Big Ten and SEC are splintering off. If you yeah. don't join, your TV deal ha- does not have the value it once had. And, and we know money okay. drives everything. That's you know my main thing. You like, like, like the athletic director, like he's done now, or he's got a month or two left, Jack Swarbrick. The athletic director that they brought in, Pete Pavacqua, was the chairman of NBC Sports for the last 10, 15 years. And I found that to be interesting mm. because who's making these Peacock deals? Who made those? It was Pete. Now he's the AD at Notre Dame. I think that has a lot to do with where they go moving forward. Having a former NBC sure. chairman, I I just think that there's more there's there's more is going to come out with them being a part of this conference uh, alignment discussion. I yeah. see them joining the Big Ten at some point. I and really see, do. And, and Rob, I'm sure you and Mike will be happy. But yes, I would be the spiteful. No, that's fine. And you I'll just what? tell back, Notre Dame the keys under the front back uh, under then, the door you didn't me. Now I'm hot. Now y'all on me. Oh. Oh, stop it. You know, hey, Rico, hey, Rico, are, are you going to be going in 2026 to Notre Dame Stadium when Sparty comes in? Am I going? Are they, they finally playing that game? I thought they quit playing the game. I'll be there. 20, 2026. You know, I will be there with bells on, and I cannot hope I'll get a chance to meet you guys, but I cannot wait. You know, I'll be there in a heartbeat. But I'll be there because they'll play again in another 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, look, I'm with yeah. Rob on this. And, Rob, I, I do, all kidding aside, I appreciate you calling in because yeah. you are our ND source. You, you got it, man. It's I miss that. I miss Michigan-Notre Dame. I miss Michigan I, State, Notre Dame. Just give me this win. No, no, no. I, Mike, I miss it, too. But back when Notre Dame held all the power for their NBA, I mean, I, their in, in, I, NBC deal, and we make so much money, why should we share it? And then the Big Ten side of the deal was like, oh, that's nice little money you guys got there. Is that your part-time job? Oh, it's your full-time gig. Oh, we pay that in taxes. Oh, now you want to get a little share of this? We good. Who this? Yeah, but here's here's a great text. Notre Dame got that big booty and double Ds. I want to say no, but I don't think I can. You know where it's going to end up. Just go to bed. Go to bed. David, I'm, I'm sure your mother's... Roberts, I'm sure, David. I'm sure your mother said the same thing. As nothing good happens after midnight. Put the phone down. Just go to bed. But she got the big go booty and the double D's. Go to bed. Go to bed. Don't answer that call. <laughs> what do you, you say? He said, 
<laughs> That's a pastor saying that. Right. <laughs> There's no button to hit. I got nothing. <laughs> Come home, Notre Dame. Come on home. We'll leave the light on for you. Who this? You're insane. Music still here. And I now, left. Nothing changes. And now here's Roberto with the news. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Notre Dame stops by oh, looking for a piece oh, of ass. See? No. All right. What do you What do you got? Jeez. All right. Oh, if if this is like the news in the morning, it'd be that's, like, and that's why severed said. baby's head used for bowling oh. ball. <laughs> Jim and Jeez. John, back to you, and you're like. What happened? They were laughing a second ago. So we're rough. so Notre Dame. <laughs> Seventeen babies launched out of a cannon into space. John, back to you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Go ahead. Maggots fall down from an airplane. Well, this might be just as bad. So bear with me on this one. No, oh come on! I'm just kidding. Your father. Your father. Mm-hmm has decided to start his own podcast. No. Oh, I'm on <laughs> I'm it. not done yet. Oh, I'm on it. <laughs> I don't care what Big G's talking about. I want to be a guest. All right, go ahead. You log on to watch the video of the show and see your dad pounding beers and telling lewd stories about his sexual conquests. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you tell him he is embarrassing you and your family or just let him do his thing and yeah, make no, him look like no, a buffoon. No, no. I mean, no. I show up to the taping and I burn the building down. <laughs> I throw I the mean, computer. There away. is nothing <laughs> worse than familial hangers on. Stop it! No one's here to listen to you. That, no, my dad's I, not going to become Brittany Mahomes. No. I mean, it's it's going to get clicks. I it, it let is. Let the man cook. Come on, right? I I let mean, him do it. Irrelevant. Nope, I sit there and read text about big booties. Oh. Yeah, let's do it, Dad. Let's no, go. No, no. I, I say no. These guys do whatever they want. I think it's an embarrassment. When do you want to start, Dad? Text me now. Let's go. Oh, my God. Carry on. I mean, if they're good stories. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but is it not embarrassing to you, though? Would you not be totally mortified? No, I, I already, it's it's Ugh. not even that I'd be angry. How dare you? Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. What are you going to do, ride my coattails? Uh, Try to get some faux fame? Uh, get the hell out of uh, here with that. Uh, Big G has his own fame. But no, yeah, Roberto. it's called being O for his last 76 horse bets. There's but. A, there's a podcast. <laughs> I would. Yeah, you know what? My old man told me stories. Yes, they were podcasts. Before podcasts, yeah, he, he would have broke the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I'll just leave it at that. Up next, Battle Royale. Rico's dad versus Roberto's. Oh, my God. More oh lewd Lord. stories. Why would they be friends? They probably I know. Would. I know. Oh, I think they would. <laughs> you better move to the next one real quick. <laughs> All right. Your elderly neighbor likes to give you groceries like fruits and veggies that he bought too much of and doesn't want to throw it out. At first, you were happy to accept and actually enjoyed the food. As the months have gone on, you are starting to realize he may be a hoarder. He now starts leaving large boxes on your doorstep of boxed and canned goods. Mm -hmm. Do you keep them? No. Do you donate them? Or confront the old man and tell him there will be no more? Yeah, it's it's it's... You, well, you gotta you gotta go to the prequel. 
like Rico's films, a lot of them are prequels. Take, I want to take you to the prequel. You made your first mistake by talking to the <laughs> Even looking at them. That's it. You just want to be left alone. You don't make you eye can, contact ever. You can talk to your neighbors. Not when they're weirdos. Absolutely not. No eye contact. Right. None. Go straight to None. where I'm going. I don't bother you. You don't bother me. Consider, Correct. The, consider your neighbor as Prince. That's what you should do. I, you're okay. not allowed to look at him or speak to him. Apparently, I've made mistakes because I've my talked to my neighbors. My point would be all of it from the very beginning would have gone straight in the garbage. You oh. cannot trust food from an outside home. Really? Absolutely not. Straight to the garbage. An old lady hands you some peaches and you're Rude? throwing yeah, them out? You've never seen out? the Netflix thing where the old lady was poisoning house guests? <laughs> old doesn't make you virtuous. It just makes you old. You need to stop watching so many murder shows. I don't need nobody's food. <laughs> I'm out. My goodness. Absolute deal breaker. That's somebody's Nona. Yeah. And she's a bad person. <laughs> no, I want none Heaven of it. Forbid. Yeah. Here's a bag of apples. Oh, okay. I read Cinderella. That's right. <laughs> now, does any, let's reverse it. Does anyone actually do this? Rico, do you, do you give food away to neighbors? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've like barbecued and had yeah. extra, so I told my neighbor, "Hey, why don't you come on over here and right. get, yeah, Man, get you some of that poison." I'm out. Oh, Deal breaker. And, for yeah, me. they can't, and they had fun, and they're still living. There's nothing wrong with talking to your neighbor and accepting food from them. It's fine. Thanks. Right, it's and nice. then they return the favor. Up, up and they next had this week, big party. we're eulogizing David on Friday as he yeah. passes away Wednesday night. <laughs> In fact, that's what happened on my block. Yeah. The uh, guy down the street had a party, ended up having extra food, and we went down yeah, there and had, had a the good neighbor, time. Yeah, he was like, you know what? We we got a bunch of family over. Wife made you a plate. Go in there and get one. I'm out. <clears throat> Carry on. <laughs> Kenny and I are riding a tandem bike on this topic. I don't want that unsafe food. Wait, Kenny's not turning down food. Yes, I will. Really? Probably. Really? Most likely I will. <laughs> from, neighbor, right. from neighbor strangers? No, he ain't turning it down from you. When Uncle Rico brings in something, you're yeah. going to eat that food. That's right. But when it's strange meth head from 7B, Kenny ain't eating oh, that. Yeah, God, especially well, the people right. that live in my building. No way. If strange oh, meth head said, <laughs> no, no, no. Strange meth head comes in. You know what? They gave us too many sandwiches from some. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out on the sandwiches. Oh, this might have me turn down a sandwich. No. Carry on. Let's move to the next. Kenny, what sort of sounds do you hear in your building from your neighbor? Let's neighbors? not. Please. It hasn't <laughs> gotten better. It hasn't gotten better. Yeah, next up, Kenny told Margot Robbie, They're keep still, going. Wait a minute. They're still going at it? Yeah, pretty consistently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th that story was from years ago. Same couple? And it, it continued for years later. Well, that's huh. where we are right now. Kenny? Exactly. May maybe you need to eat that sandwich. No. What <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe the neighbor's trying to help you out. Like, we don't hear noises coming from you. Eat this sandwich, son. Who lives below you, Sting? Is he into, like, tantric stuff? Can we just keep it moving? I don't want to see Kenny evicted from his building. All right, here we go. You and a few co-workers had a conversation the other day about a restaurant you love. Wouldn't happen. But haven't been there in years because you don't live in that area anymore. Today, you walk in the office and see them eating carryout from that restaurant. Yeah, or bombed at 10 a.m. <laughs> Are you offended that they didn't include you or offer to share? No. Do you confront them or just consider them very odd people? No. Well, they're odd because they're my coworkers. 
Right. First mistake is I wouldn't talk to them. Second mistake is <laughs> I wouldn't be anywhere with The first them. mistake Socially. can't always be I don't talk to them. Wait, wait. So aside from the people in these rooms, who do you talk to, Mike? Nobody. <laughs> Evan so. Jenkins. And the only time sales talks to me is when they need something for me so they can make money off my name. <laughs> I don't, I, these aren't my friends. This is work. No, no, I didn't say they were your friends. But no, my friends right. are in this room, and Evan, who's sitting at his desk pounding weed right now. Oh no! I don't, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't want no. any part of what he just said. <laughs> just having a conversation with a coworker largely a waste of time. I'm well overrated. Said. Overrated. <laughs> Very overrated. Bro, wasn't I just saying that to you this morning when I walked in to record that Black History Month minute? I was like, yes, walking around, look at all these people. Oh. How would you talk to all these people? No, here's the thing. You don't talk to everybody, but there's a few. You're like, you know what? This person's kind of cool. You got something in common. Yeah. Man, you do you. God bless. Have a great time. Oh, you no, sit I, in I, and no, do no, no, no. social events. No, what I get is your le- Oh, Mike's not here. Oh, let me come and ask you this question. No, don't come to me. <laughs> oh. No, no. This, I, no. And, and who was that? Yeah, that, that? Oh, that's right. One of them sales. That's people. a certain sales guy. Like, you only talk to me when Mike's not here. <laughs> that's not. Well, that I'm is not true. Gonna, and I won't repeat what you said to him. Because it was amazing, but would not make the air. So why don't we just go to the next? Because I have too much class and respect for this man. Nice. I'll tell you privately. Please. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one here. Okay. So you're talking to... I'm out. Uh, you, you recently hired a plumber to fix your garbage disposal. He guarantees his work for the first 30 days after repair. Mm-hmm. On the 31st day, the disposal starts acting up again. The plumber comes back, but now insists you pay again because the guarantee limit has expired. Are you going to try to haggle with them, or are you just accepting defeat and paying again? Just change my own disposal. I was thinking the it's same thing. It's not that Rico. hard to do. What if you're Kenny? I was thinking the same. <laughs> okay, all right, time out, time out. Just, Mike answering this one. I don't talk to people. I no, wouldn't even on, have had on. the public just, come just, over. Just time out. Okay. Can we, for the sake of the deal breaker, swap okay. out the, the, the garbage? I don't to- talk to people. <laughs> I wouldn't haggle. Uh, Honestly, uh, I wouldn't haggle. I'd be worried that they would, like, poison the pipes or, like, or, like flood right. my house. I'd just be like, all right, yeah, it is what it is. I would have a conversation <laughs> about it, but then I would also understand in the back of my head, it is day 31. That's right. So if it doesn't happen, I understand. I'm not a haggler. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. Now, it's... Yeah, I would try to see, like, hey, man, it's one day. Are you going to honor this? You want to say no. No, no, You want to see a haggler? He's like the father in a Christmas story (laughs) at the Christmas tree shop. (laughs) This guy verbally destroyed an 80-year-old woman selling comic books (laughs) at a Las Vegas strip store. (laughs) But if Rico was the plumber. He body bagged this woman to save like a dollar. (laughs) If Rico was the plumber in this situation, though, he would say, oh, I said 30 days. 30 days is 30 days. What can you do? Who is? Kenny, what's today's day? When did I install it? Right, That's exactly. 30 Let's count. Exactly what let's you Let's count. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's both count. Hey, Mike. Yeah, buddy. It, it was a flea market. You're supposed to haggle over things <laughs> at a flea market. I was so uncomfortable, <laughs> I had to walk away. The greatest day See, is when you guys came back Evan, and Rico was so proud. Evan was like, dude, that was magical what you did. Yeah, you broke an old woman's soul. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you said with a straight face. Go, 30 minutes yeah. after talking to Rico and losing like $4 on a comic book, she died. Oh, no. <laughs> she didn't realize the value of the book. Yeah.
Okay. Too bad she's not going to be able to eat today. Yeah. You saved yeah. a bunch of money. Yeah. House got foreclosed on, but he saved a dollar on Dr. Yeah, disaster. <laughs> hey, she didn't know what she had. What do you want from me? In the update, you heard what Beanie said. Mm-hmm. You heard it. I looked at you, you looked at me, and I went, well, damn, there we go. Why are the Lions bringing back a kicker they don't trust? You want to tell me that? They had no interest in using him in the NFC title game. Not to go back up 17, not to try to tie the game. They don't trust him. Mm -hmm. So why? Why are you bringing back Michael Badgley? And this early in the process, I'm sorry, I must have missed the line around the block for Badgley's soup kitchen. Yeah. Because kind of like when you play fantasy football and you had to have a kicker, you didn't want to use your kicker. It's just a necessary evil you take on the him team. in the last round. Right. And that's where the Lions are. Well, we got to have a guy. Let's just go ahead and bring him in. It just shows you they don't respect the kicking game. They don't respect the kicker. It's just... We're going to need a kicker. You know what? Just sign that other guy. What's his name? Badger. Get him. But think about this. All they would need, I think, to put the fan base at ease, not that you operate at the behest of the fans. I'm saying that collectively. We would feel better had they gone into free agency or gone into the draft now and in the fifth or sixth round. You draft a kicker. Yeah. Or you sign a veteran that's not named Michael. Now, Michael Badgley is not some terrible kicker. He's not terrible. But he's but not a plus guy. You don't trust him. Not you. The team does not trust him because multiple times they could have put him out there in San Francisco and said, no, 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 we're going to just go for it. It's all year. It's all year they didn't. And once he replaced Patterson. Like, my point is, you either have a kicker you trust or you have a rotating cast of characters. I don't understand how a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl, let, let me be very clear now, and this is not a shot, had Kyle Shanahan not been a functioning moron, there was an actual chance they could have run the clock out and kicked a field goal to win the Super Bowl, okay? And think about all the field goals that were kicked in the Super Bowl. They set two records that day. Because Harrison Bucker is an A++ kicker. They didn't hesitate from 57. Heck, even Jack Moody had the record for five minutes. Okay, awesome point. You had multiple 50-plus-yard field goals in a Super Bowl. Multiple. Would the Lions ever no. allow Badgley to make that kick? No, because they would have been like, we don't We go for We don't kick field goals. No, sometimes when the stakes are high, you do. it's okay because they count as three points. So outside of cutting Tracy Walker, the first move of the offseason is to bring back a kicker they don't trust. What am I missing? Uh, People, if you're out there, tell me what I'm missing. Tell me why you would even bother before teams make cuts, before you've evaluated the college kickers, before you have evaluated the free agent market for kickers. Why did the Lions just bring back the kicker that they clearly don't trust? Help me. Help me. I'm a dumb human being. Help me. 248-539-9797. David, go ahead. I don't think it's that they don't trust the kicker. I think they don't just, they don't trust, they don't want kicking. I think they are who they are. This is going to be the downfall of Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. They just go for it. They're just aggressive. They don't care about the kicking game whatsoever. And I think it's going to be their downfall because it's going to come to the point 
You're right, Rico. In big games like that, you need a kicker to make kicks. You just do. You're not always going to be fourth and two, fourth and three, fourth and one. You're going to need the 50-yard field goal, but they don't believe in kicking. Yeah, and I could make the case the Chiefs were able to win that game because they were able to line up and kick 57-yard field goal. With they, confidence. Right, because right, Harrison Bucker is great. My whole point is this isn't the Raiders taking Sebastian Janikowski in the first round. I would never advocate something like that. This isn't breaking the, the internet with some ridiculous deal for a kicker. It's just about getting a guy that you are able to put out there. I'm going to tell you something, Rico, and I, I admit this. What David just said is bold, but I don't think it's wrong. If this team's plan is to never use their kicker, is to just be yeehaw, we're going, even when the analytics don't favor it or it's a push at best, David's right. It'll be their downfall. It will absolutely bite them in the ass. It will. Because right now, I, I look at Badgley, you brought him back to kick extra points. And maybe at the end of games to kick some field goals like within 35 yards. Basically, extra points. Extended extra points. That's it. Because I'm not trying to go back, as you would say, re-adjudicate it. But when you had an opportunity to stop the bleeding in San Francisco, you chose not to. You chose to go for it. And that... You, you could have just said, okay, enough. Or even early on, they kick a field goal. It's now a 14-point lead. We're going to kick another field goal. We're going to push it back to and 17. You know, you know what's interesting, too? It's just something I'm gearing my mind for that I don't think the fans are. Next year, every game is a playoff game. And what I mean is no longer is winning the division the sole goal. You have to try to win the one seed. You want the bye. You want the home games, right? You know who's on your schedule next year? Hope you're ready to go back to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have these games. Hope you're ready to go back to Dallas. Right. You're going to have these games that have, I, I think, a heightened sense. Oh. And, and, and guess what else? The Packers are good. Well, let me help you out with this, Mike. Here's why I think you're wasting an opportunity. Of your 17 games, because, yes, I am a nerd, and I looked at the schedule already. Mm. You know how many games you're going to play in a domed environment of your 17? 14, which means no wind, no bad weather, no snow, no rain. You shouldn't miss. It's easy. It's like hitting a free throw. Just line up, snap, hold, kick, three points. I view it that way plus this. It also means you should be able to line up comfortably between 50 and 60 yards and kick. Exactly. I know that sounds outer space, guys, but the league has moved to a point where the good kickers – Indoors, no less. Right. Oh, they're running them out there. 55? Right. Jake Elliott, no problem. Done. And that's not, And you may even get a, a 15th game, depending on where I think uh, I think either Green Bay or Chicago is overseas. International game, yeah. So you may end up in an international game, so you may get another yeah. indoor stadium. Look, they don't have to value field goals to still have a good kicker. I just don't think those things are mutually exclusive. I don't. Th I think it's more of a talking point that makes you comfortable at night in your pajamas. Okay, you don't value field goals. Doesn't mean you don't need them. It doesn't mean you're not eventually going to need to line up. And when you had a chance to tie the <laughs> NFC title game from 47 yards, your kicker was about a 77% lifetime conversion rate there, which was just about what you were converting your fourth downs. Is your opinion different if you have Justin Tucker? Or Aubrey, the kid for Dallas, or Bucker, where those guys are going to hit those at 90%.
See, I just, I refuse to go into another year where not only do they not want to kick it, I'd argue they can't. Mike Badgley is not going to get out there and kick a 55-yard field goal. So you know what fourth and seven is now? It's a punt. See, that's that's my issue. You got to have a good kicker. What what Super Bowl teams, maybe the, be, the better way to do it is, by and large in the in modern history of this league, Super Bowl teams have Super Bowl kickers. They got uh, big-time kickers. How about this? Everybody talks about Brady. The first couple of Super Bowls the Patriots got, the MVP should have been Adam Vinatieri. Yep. He scored all the points. And look, is there an opportunity where you say, look, guys, we're going to wire to wire this thing. We're going to get ahead. We're going to score touchdowns. We will defy NFL history, and we will continue to convert at an obscene rate on fourth and two or less at like 85%. That We're just going to keep going. There's always a chance. But why would you take the chance for a couple million bucks when you could have a dagger? You could have a player that on the weeks things aren't going your way. When it's not well, you, easy. Yeah, well, you have to kick four or five field goals to win a game. How about you're tied in the fourth quarter and it's fourth and seven from the 40? You know what I want to do? I want to be able to trot out a Harrison Bucker and take the lead. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that does to your win probability? Look, three months from now, maybe Badgley falls down a flight of stairs or is launched out of a cannon or things change. But to make that really the first move of your offseason to bring back someone that I, I just I don't understand it. And we all know they don't want to kick field goals, but that doesn't mean you don't need to. Here's an idea. You know, David doesn't want to pay taxes. Has to. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, That's how, how it about, works. How about this? Nobody wants to punt, but you got to punt around the team. You always want to score a touchdown. Yeah, you'd prefer a good one, right? right. And, the, and the Lions have a great one. Right. So why would you not all about... It is funny. Isn't that the ultimate in hypocrisy? Well, we go for it all the time. We don't need a good punter. One problem. You got a great one. So why would I view kicking differently? Never understood that. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. I'm glad we just stumbled on it in the update. And I go, well, well damn, we have to do it. I, I know what's going to happen. Dan Campbell, not like field goal. I understand that. Thank you. Boobs are fun. Water's wet. But you're still going to need to kick them if you want to win a Super Bowl. Well, it doesn't change how you play. It doesn't change your regression. But if you had a plus-plus kicker in that NFC title game, and it wasn't Badgley, but it was a Bucker, it was a Tucker, it was an Aubrey, it was a Jake Elliott, let me tell you what happens with seven minutes to go in that game. You kick the field goal, you tie the, the title game. Period. Because there wouldn't be a question about conversion. That's automatic for them. 75% chance on fourth down? Not. But when those two things are equal, 75% Badgley hits it, 75% we make it, that's how they're always going to end up going. And you're not going to get it done. You're not going to just yeehaw your way to a Super Bowl. No one in this room believes it. Guys, I had the same first reaction, but I am going to wait to hear what the details are on the contract. There's no way there isn't a com- competition moving into But, but a competition season. with who? Some other D-list actor? Like, no. You don't need to make things up to make yourself feel better. You can look at it for what it is. Who's competing with Michael Badgley? No free agent worth a damn. 
and no rookie kicker you use actual capital on. Because if you needed somebody to compete with him, you could have just waited to sign him because that means that nobody else wants him if you have to actively bring in competition. Because real kickers don't have competition. That's right. Tucker, hey, you know what? Show up to camp when you feel like showing up to camp. We know what you can do. Eric at work says, I would take the dead body of Matt Prater over Bashley right now. <laughs> take it easy. Uh, someone else says, OMG, guys, relax. In homes, I trust. He has earned it. Oh, You want to do me a favor? Is that real? No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being serious. I want to do something. I don't even know if we have the capability of doing it. Can you just block that person from ever communicating with this radio show ever again? They don't have the IQ to, to do this. No, no, but this goes back to what I said earlier so this week. So all offseason, this is what we're going to do? Yes. We're going to be scolded for talking football? Yes. You didn't even go to the Super Bowl, much less win it. Pardon me if we're not handing out the Golden Penis Award for executive of the millennium. But here's what happens. Between the three of us, we've seen Super Bowls, so we know what it takes. But Lions fans got their first taste. It's new money. We're here. We're arrived. Don't ever question what Brad Holmes is doing. It's like, guys, you, you made it to a certain point. But then you found out there was another step to go and you couldn't make it. Having the right kicker can help you in that next step of getting there. But there will be, I trust Brad Holmes completely. Whatever he says, I'm with. I'm down. Don't ever question him. Okay, good. Uh, okay, well you, then, you because you know what they're gonna say. Oh, remember when you said you don't draft running backs? Uh, Jameer Gibbs. Great. And you know what's gonna happen when this bites them in the ass? They can sit there and they'll know the truth whether they listen or not. That lemming ass mindset. That's ridiculous. Good <laughs> heavens! People questioned what Bill Belichick was doing. The guy has no more fingers for rings. Come on now. But he got you draft picks, David. I'll read this one. I said this already this season. They do not value a quality kicker so that Campbell can always justify going for these fourth downs. I was convinced convinced of it, now even more so after this signing. Yes, and you know what it leads me to? David's opinion. Then they're not going to be able to win the ultimate prize. Because here's the thing. Your schedule, it's a step up from last year. You're going to play real teams. Here's what I don't want the Lions to do, Mike. I remember they would be good one year when they had a last place schedule and then bad the next year when they had that first place schedule and they would go opposite. Every other year they were good and then they'd fall off. You're going to play a ton of teams. You're going to play maybe 10 to 12 games against a mobile QB where points are going to be at a premium. You got to score. You can be playing 14 of 17 games indoors. Once again, points are a premium. It is... Kicking a field goal is not a four-letter word. You're allowed to do that in this league. Oh, and you can be highly aggressive while still deploying your kicker in critical moments. That's all I'm talking yeah. about. I don't want them to be less aggressive, but I don't want them to have to be desperate because their guy simply can't. Look, factually speaking, Michael Badgley can't kick a 55-yarder. Then you can't be my kicker if I'm going to try to win a Super Bowl. Go to Tom, 97-1. Tommy, what's going on, bud? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's hey. up? How you doing? Hey, I tell you what, the way I'm seeing this, I'm wondering who's running the team right now because why would you try the guy out there that you don't trust instead of getting somebody who's solid? I mean, what, what are we doing here? The, the difference, Dan Gamble Campbell is going to run this team into the ground. But we don't start making smart decisions. I just, you know, Tommy, it's a weird thing. Is I and, and again, may, maybe there's some amazing market for Badgley, but Tom, 
I wouldn't have been shocked if we were sitting here as camp's about to open and they go, yeah, we've invited Badgley back to camp. Like, I, why would you just opt to bring him back now and essentially seal up the kicker position? I'm with you. I don't get it. Yeah, we're, do it. Do it later if you're going to do it at all. But I mean, what that shows me is they're really not serious about making that next step. You're not going to take a great baseball team and have a crappy closer. Why would you take what is potentially a Super Bowl winning team? And not have a kicker that can finish it off when you need them. Yeah, to. I mean, right here, right now, if the Super Bowl is tied with a minute 48 to go and you have an opportunity to kick a 55-yarder to take the lead in the Super Bowl, you know what the Lions aren't going to do? They're not trotting their kicker out there. Mm-hmm. Not Michael Badgley. Can't make it. Mm-mm. Hey, here's an idea. Maybe you get into a winner-take-all game where it's home field advantage on the line throughout the playoffs, week 15. Guy's going to have to make kick. I mean, here, you know what? You know why you had to play San Francisco and not Green Bay? Because Green Bay didn't have a kicker. And Carlson had a bad night in San Francisco. That's how you have Matt LaFleur saying, I pray every time I send him out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, go, D- David, I'll go back to the people, but go no, ahead. No, I was just saying, you know how easy and convenient it is for a coach like, I guess he's not that great, but when you're Dallas's coach and you have that type of kicker, and you know, all I got to do is just get a little bit past the 50. If we don't continue, we can, we can kick that Well, right, because I, I view it, you have a top five offense, potentially. Yeah. yeah. I view it that, you know what? We're going to score every effing time we have the ball. Exactly. We are going to put so much pressure on these teams. All we got to do is get to the 40. Right, and it's not always a fourth and two. Like, there are plenty of moments this year where, by the way, you have a great punter and you used him. What if those punts became kicks? What if now I don't need to get anywhere? I I could literally kick from the 41-yard line, and it's fourth and eight. Indoors. Now I'm not punting. I'm kicking. Yeah. Oh, but wait, are you telling me that's not aggressive? Oh, no, it's very aggressive. But if I have a guy who can go out there and pipe it, I, like, I just can't. Because here's the thing. If you're willing to go for it, knowing if you miss, you get the ball right there. So if you miss the kick, guess what? They get the ball right there. Doesn't matter. So, take oh, the no. Points. Oh, God. You saw the text? I just received a text from Rieger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I probably should read it. <clears throat> Quote, his daughter's name is Olive. Olive is chanting Golden Penis Award as I drive her to tutoring. Oh, you guys are oh, impacting man. young lives. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. You know you can't have this show on with the kid in the car. Damn. All right. That's on him, not you all. That's on him. We'll get back to the people momentarily. I know we got a football today. Badgley's back. Celebrate good times. Isaiah Stewart suspended three games. Now we've talked about all the major sports. You're right. <laughs> um, we have college football. We also hit, I, I I think, first of all, I thought the Gio Urshela move by the Tigers was underrated. Uh, yes, I have a Yankee bias because I like the player and he helped my ball club, but he kills lefties. He can play all over the diamond. He'll moonlight at third. But there's one move they could really easily make, short-term commitment, and I think it could help you win the division now. So we talked about it. Uh, and then, yes, we just talked Lions with the Badgley thing, which is, for lack of a better term, just strange to me. So it's all there for you. David, you want to give us some ticket texts here? Yeah, I understand what you guys are saying, and I agree 
But who are these great kickers who are going to be available? There aren't that many of them. The level you will go to defend this man is starting to really chat my ass. I'm sorry I don't have the entire kicker matrix out in front of me right now. But you know what? Maybe evaluating the college ones would have been a start. Are we getting close to embargoes? Status. No, because oh, we don't okay. roll that way. That's soft radio. <laughs> we don't do that. No, because it's to the point. It's 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 so early. Free agency hasn't even opened I, yet, and you made this move. Are you trying? No, but this is one where, as I tried to warn you from earlier this week, it's I trust in Brad Holmes. He can do no wrong. He led us to the promised land. And what do you know? Because he's a very good GM. He kept receipts and made fun of all of you. And I don't care. He's been a great drafter. He has carte blanche to do just about whatever he wants to do. But I don't think it's a bad opinion to say we need an upgrade at the kicking position. Yeah. Especially on the heels of the way the NFC title game went. And watching the Super Bowl where both kickers were asked to go out there and hit a 54 and a 57. Super Bowl records. So, yeah, I, I, I think there's a healthy middle ground between... Whatever he wants is good enough for me. And then people who don't want to – look, he's very good at what he does. And we're all very happy with where the team is. But the next step is going to be the hardest. It's This is the hardest part is once you get to the precipice of that Super Bowl window, we're in it, how do you take the next step? Pardon me if, if signing Michael Badgley to kick off my offseason isn't it. Because, again, you won't send him out there to kick a 55-yard field goal. You won't have the ability to do what the Chiefs did from 57. And when you had a chance to tie the game with seven minutes to go after it had all fallen apart, you said going for it was a better move for me than kicking it, even though the math was even. If you had a real kicker, you would kick. You would have tied the game. and, And by the way, you have the highest paid punter in football, don't you? So if kicking doesn't matter, then why the hell did you pay your punter? Kicking absolutely matters. And you know what a great kicker would do? Lessen the need to ever punt. Because now I'm at the 41. I'm indoors. 14 of my 17 games. Yeah, we're going to kick it for 58. You're never doing that with Mike Badgley. That's not a shot at Badgley. It's just not his skill set. Well, I mean, the fact that he was ready to go out on the field in San Francisco and he's just standing there with his helmet in his hand like, we're not going to kick the field goal? I want to play, too. I mean, he literally looked like the last kid who gets picked up by his parents <laughs> who was just standing there in the parking lot looking at every car saying, oh, is man. that is that no? Okay. David, what do you got, buddy? Exactly what he looked like. Someone says, poor Nick Saban. NIL in the portal has stripped Saban's advantage over all the other universities, so Saban has taken his ball and walked away. So just so we're clear. Legendary coach, arguably best in the history of the sport, goes, you know what? I ain't a babysitter. I'm out. And that's what you come up with? Mm-hmm. So I, I actually think it's a power move when guys like Jay Wright and Saban and Roy and and the and, and Harbaugh, for that matter, when those guys just go, F it, I'm because, out. Because sometimes you can't say, yes, I am better than this. Yes, I don't have to accept it. Yeah, I'm not going to re-recruit my players every two weeks. Yeah. I'm I'm above that. It's like, oh, well, you just got no. I'm better than doing this. Someone is answering your question though on the next coaches, Rico. Mm-hmm. Someone says Lane Kiffin and Ryan Day. 
Lane Kiffin just won't go away. So he Kiffin's may... the perfect supervillain. Yeah. Like, if you need someone to be the new villainous character, Lane's your guy. Ryan Day, yeah, now that Harbaugh is gone, I think Michigan's going to take yeah. a step back, and I think that Ohio State will be competing with Oregon for the Big Ten. I can see that. You see, uh, by the way, they hired uh, BT Jordan. He's back into college. Ohio State just hired him to run the deal. The pass for a specialist? Yeah. Well, so I he left it, the NFL already? Yeah. They just he just sent it out, said he made it official. He's gonna be a buckeye. All right then. I'll tell you, OSU, OSU is they're firing all torpedoes. Yeah. Uh, Brian, no excuses. Yeah, yeah, they, no, they can't have you're, one. You're you're fired. All right. Uh Caputo next. We will be back at it tomorrow. See you two. Well, I'll see you way before two o'clock. Who am I kidding? 971. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.